You're recording live today from Sage Music here in Long Island City, a school that turns people of all ages from students into musicians. The school has a unique curriculum which teachers focus personal attention and utilize a holistic approach to teaching every student. The school is owned by inspirational Iraq War veteran Jason Sagabiel, who offers classes in guitar, piano, cello, violin, and voice. Also check out the recently opened new location in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. To learn more about Sage Music, visit www.sagemusic.co.co. We're also brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash improvnoise. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. This is Improv Noise. And in order to get started, we need a suggestion of something you can't do. This week we've got Kevin Lapson, the artistic director of the People's Improv Theater here in New York City. Enjoy. Uh, you watch a lot of improv. I, I see a lot of improv. You see a lot of improv, and that's awesome, because then you can compare a lot. Uh, what What is one thing, if when you're watching improv, where you're like, I just need this to be able to sit comfortably and just enjoy it? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I think that... Oh man, I think that the uh, the same thing that I feel for any kind of live event, which is like I need to feel just taken care of, which is really simple to say and really complicated to do in any sort of theatrical situation. But I think especially in improv, when we know when the the audience's like heartbeat waits on the idea that these people are living or dying moment to moment, mm-hmm. and so like actually. I actually believe that like the endorsement of an institution or of a production team or whatever, if they're, if I walk into the theater or space or room or apartment or whatever the fuck, (laughs) and I feel like, Oh, they thought about this and they've spent time working on this. Uh, I'm good. And even if, even if that means it's going to be made up on the spot, but like they care a lot and it's little shit. And I know how this sounds and it's, let me (laughs) me bear with me. Okay. Little shit like (laughs) costume choices, which is like, okay. I don't need for everybody to be matchy-matchy, and I don't need for everybody to be a specific look or, like, you know, the Second City School is, like, fucking basically a suit, which is fantastic for them and, like, obviously just doesn't suit every team or every player. Right. Um, But I need to know you thought about it that day because I want to feel like it's a big deal that I'm here. Yeah. As an audience member, I think, like, I need for you to make it clear to me that you are not just, like, showing up. Yeah. Nah. So like, uh, sorry, uh, like a pre-show that makes sense and like an understanding that like this is, I'm saying like a lot, that this is an experience. This entire yeah. night is an experience. Yeah, I like that the, that work has actually gone into it. I was at a rehearsal for a show and I'm like, well, I mean, there's so many like triple crown shows and whatever that just like, all right, let's just fucking do it, right. you know, which is awesome and cool. And like, yeah, it needs to be casual every once in a while. But absolutely, you really want people to just be like, wow, it's got to be a some thought. Absolutely. And I think there is a huge uh, need for shows where you show up and you're like, I don't know, let's fucking find out. But nice. then even that, I think, needs to be a choice that you make. Hey, guys, what oh. are we doing tonight? Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Let's find out as we go. Great. And that's that's what our show is. You know, that's what I know. Like, you look at um, 
the annoyance show Chica Gogo yeah. is like a just like the fuck youest school of improv ever. Yeah, it's great. And that's phenomenal. But I feel like they know that that's what it is. Ascat, I think, is another example where it's like, I don't, these guys are fucking good and they're handling it and it's going to break a lot of rules. It's going to do a bunch of stuff. But like, that's what they came here to do tonight. Yeah. Hmm. So it's like they have a purpose. They're going in. I think that's it exactly. That You should have a purpose. And I think personally, Artistically, I think the purpose always needs to be to serve the audience. Mm. Uh, otherwise, I think we're just jerking each other off up there. And that's yeah. not just uh, improv by any stretch. I think that's like literally anything. Any art form that has an audience should be built for that audience if yeah. it's happening at the same time. No, I, t- I totally concur. Like uh, clothing, clothing choices, it's, it's interesting to bring that up because that's something that people talk about a lot in improv. And it's just like... Um, uh, uh, I'll see like I'll see shows where people are in flip flops and shorts, and um, you lost me already. You know, sure. <laughs> I mean, you already lost me. Whenever I do a nicer show, I always make sure to have a nice button up shirt and like a khakis or jeans or something. You know, uh, just, I make sure to look like Colin Mockery from Who's Line. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you already look exactly yeah. like. Colin I know. Mockery. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I just have too much hair. Oh, sure. oh. Don't we all? <laughs> um, but like Ian Roberts does this one person improvised show called Lazy Man, where he has shorts and like uh, he looks as lazy as possible. Right. And that's great. I love that. Sure. That's the point. Sure. And then he comes in, and uh, the show will start at 8, so he'll walk into the theater at 801, <laughs> walk onto the stage, past the audience, go behind the curtain, lights will turn off, on he comes out of the curtain, still holding his Diet Coke. That's awesome. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, that. I, I like that, because A, he's earned that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, uh, totally. A little bit. I, 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 it's a weird thing. I have this weird thing where I kind of enjoy veterans who perform forever like an ali or something sure who just sort of wear a t-shirt and shorts and ali sort of sits on the back line and things right. like that you know i like that because they're still really really good and they like they've earned that and it's not about that anymore right but for the rest of us we still have work to do you know we're still working absolutely so if we work for the audience i do believe that that choice in our attire and how we look and how we how we present our performance to the audience is important Absolutely. That's a good point you bring up performance. Because other than like all the material things around the show, which I think are important, you know, to make the audience feel like, oh, this is a thing. Um, What about the improv itself that makes the audience feel like they're being accounted for and loved? Yeah. I mean, I I sort of knew that's what you were asking. Anyway, it's funny. I was saying to somebody, actually, I ran into a friend of mine on the train here, and I was saying, like, it's, I've been listening to this podcast, and it's so. Uh, intensely and and excellently about improv theory and the work itself. And it's like, for the last six months since I've been at the pit, so much of my job has actually been about the presentation of it and mm-hmm. the way in which we are, you know, delivering this, this art form to the audience and all of these things that are like sort of not work-based. That yeah. like a lot, of, a lot of my artistic input so far has been like, well, this is or isn't good enough do you know and that's yeah, sort of yeah. where i draw the right, line right right um <laughs> the thumbs up thumbs down yeah, it's, and it's not i mean i ooh, that sounds so like judicial but um but it's true <laughs> to some extent i'm like i don't i know this is working i don't need to, to spend time figuring out exactly why or i know this isn't working and i can see that we should spend two days working on how we can fix this sure you know? mm-hmm. but it's not i like philosophically or, or theoretically i guess i haven't 
delved into the work yeah. as I used to do on a regular basis as a teacher in yeah. a few months. Um, so I'm, I'm nervous to talk. About. <laughs> you're doing oh, great. Hey, That's all, but, but you also bring up a great point is uh, what you're talking about is just as important as theory in, in, in the overall improv product that we do uh, uh, to be able to uh, uh, critique and um, to analyze exactly what uh, what everything works about a show in its entirety. Sure. I, uh, a common thing that I hear is that like people don't know how to host shows. They yes. don't know what that is. Like They just never learned. Right. I mean, I went to theater school, I guess, so I kind of have theatricality in me. You know, mm-hmm. Brad does too. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, I guess some people don't have that. There's a lot of, like, writers or, like, people who want to get out of the house to take improv classes and stuff like that. A lot of improvisers aren't don't have theatricality within them. Absolutely. And I don't, you know, I don't want to drive too fine a point into it, but I, that's not how that phrase goes. I don't want to make too fine a point. <laughs> but it doesn't the, matter. The, I don't want to, like, make a huge fucking deal out of that right. particular aspect because because it is, of course, about the work and it should be about the integrity of the art form yeah. and continues to be. But, like, you know, I didn't get hired at the pit because I was the best improviser there or the best improv teacher. I got hired at the pit because I know how to make shows right. work for audiences, you totally. know? Yeah, totally. Um, that said, I like to think of myself as somebody who's a very capable improv who's teacher. The best person there, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I still get nervous uh, performing around a lot of those guys because they're just better than I ever was. They just ah. are, you know? They've been doing it a lot longer. They've been doing it a lot harder. I did it... Um, I haven't performed improv like on the regular in I don't know five six years. So mm. of course, yeah. You talking about the faculty or no? Uh, well, you're yeah, saying around the, those guys. Which faculty guys? actually doesn't as a show doesn't exist anymore. We right. still have a faculty. Um, Ali and friends is like the weekly, right? Uh, where it's Ali and a bunch of people from the house teams. But I've been asked to sit in on. Frankly, I've been asked to sit in on basically every show that comes to the pit because everybody was like, who's this fucking guy? Let's get him on our show. Um, and I've sat in on a few and I'm, st- you know, various shows and I'm still very, I feel very scrutinized. Well, okay. You know, totally. Interesting. I, well, I, f- I feel that, man, because people are going to be like, oh, well, he's the standard. You know, whatever he wants is what's going to happen. Right. So It's interesting, too. And because I come from theater where the role of producer is very different than the role of director is very different than performer and writer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas in improv, all of those things are very often the same thing. Yeah. So I'm, I think pretty good at knowing what works and what doesn't work and guiding and coaching and directing. And I'm like a fine performer. I'll do fine. I'm not going to embarrass anybody up there. Um, <laughs> but I don't want people looking at me and going, uh, is that what we're supposed to be doing? Yeah, right. Like, oh, you should be doing it much uh, better. I don't think anyone wants to be looked at and think is that what we're <laughs> yeah. supposed to be doing. <laughs> no, even fair. the master, even, even like the people doing it since since the old school days. Right. Uh, they don't want to be looked at and, and, and being measured as, I'm going to do it like that. Right. They know eventually everyone just does it how they want to do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, all you're doing is finding how you do it. Yeah. Right? And you're just heightening yourself. Just right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you are, when you do get a chance to kind of get step out of work zone and play what are you thinking about when you improvise i mean ideally you know nothing which i right. feel like is the go-to answer the flows the flow sent me high on the flow yeah absolutely and right. i think that's Praise totally God. valid and important um i and it's actually this is another thing i've been talking about kind of a lot is like with performing i it was only within the last couple of weeks that i got up on a show and i was able to stop being aware of everything and right. that and feeling scrutinized and feeling like yeah. I was under the under the gun, um, and instead I'm focusing entirely on on relationships and feel. I mean, you know, if I'm thinking anything at all, I'm thinking about following and what are they doing and how do I do it with them? Right, being present. Yeah. Uh, and so if you aren't and if you don't 
step out on stage in that flow state. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, okay, I'm really in my head. I'm listening, but I'm in my head. Yeah. How do you, uh, how, how would you attack that? How would you proceed with that, I guess? Proceed with being in my head? Yeah. And you're like, I don't want to be in my, fo- I just want to oh, flow. I just, I just look just at my partner. I mean, that's the easiest thing. You know, having, especially having taught and really learned to do this with students who think it's impossible. Yeah. Uh, you just see what, like, literally anything that is happening with your partner is great it's totally beautiful it takes you out of your head instantly i think the moment you are worrying about what you are doing or what your deal is or any of these things i think that needs to stop as soon as you step on stage and then 100 mm-hmm. percent of your focus needs to go on to who this person is in front of you and what they are doing because that's at least for me i live in like a fucking nightmarish hellscape in here i'm nice you know super anxious new york jew type it's <laughs> incredibly easy for me to disappear into myself and so generally speaking i live by focusing on people's faces and trying to have an understanding of where they're at or what they are saying or what they yeah. are meaning or whatever yeah and i all of that applies to me for improv too and i think in fact those complement each other quite well like my improv is improved when i am more social and i am more social when my improv is more common mm. does that make sense yeah uh, yeah uh um social do you mean off stage or on stage you mean on stage both. I think on stage both. Right. i think when it i guess in like the most binary i'm either a person who is like outward and dealing with people or a person who never wants to talk to anybody and is like terrified of having feelings. I definitely yeah. sympathize with that. Sounds sure. right. <laughs> sounds like an improviser to me. Man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, that's one of my, that's big Christina Gauss's thing that the answer is in your partner, you know? Yeah. Um, and I coach starter groups these days and stuff. And, and, and that's something I always regurgitate that of one of the, everything I do is a regurgitating, obviously, but that's oh, one of my favorite yeah, regurgitations. It. It's just like the answer's not on the floor. It's not in the sky. It's not up somewhere else. Right. Whenever you're lost, whenever you don't know what to do, the answer's always at your partner. It's right. eye contact. I always, I when I'm coaching, when I'm directing, whatever, it's always like a constant litany of just like, see your partner, be seen by your partner. Just see your partner, be seen by your partner. Just see your partner, <laughs> see your partner seeing you, see your partner seeing you, see them. Like, that's fine. And it, once you get locked into that sort of like cycle, yeah. and all the rest of the scene just sort of appears. Everything's just done. All of a sudden, you were so focused on this other person that, like, oh yeah, of course you functioned as a human being in front of them. <laughs> right, 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 totally, totally. Yeah, and if, if you put your mind on the other person across from you and off yourself, yeah, and your body takes over. I mean, yeah. that's how we live, anyways. Well, and I, you know, I come from a pretty hardcore Spolin background. Oh um, no way! Uh, yeah, Paul Sills. Cool. I worked with Paul a lot for a few years. That's pretty oh, chill. No way. Yeah, um, that's he, really. He taught at Cal Arts for a long time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I studied with Paul and. Um, and, you know, he screamed Spolin at us all the time. <laughs> nice. Uh, I also uh, studied with some other wonderful people. Name um, drop, name drop. Rex Knowles and Sherry Landrum are, like, the two most important people in the world. Tight. I think they're Ooh. running the program in Chattanooga now. Um, but it's funny. I was listening this morning to the episode with uh, Alex. Yeah. And he was. you guys were talking about short form. Mm-hmm. Um, which is where all of us start. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's the gateway it's the drug. Petri dish. Oh, yeah. the gateway drug. Gateway drug. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting because like Spolin work is entirely short form. Yeah. It, and it's not like short form, you know? <laughs> right. Um, and that's, we, I, I came up being trained by Paul and by Rex and by Sherry that like those games exist. The Spolin exercises exist to get you out of your head. You know, you have this external focus of the, of the game, uh, or the exercise, so that all of your natural behaviors just like f- 
fall into place because right. you're so focused on completing the task of this game that yeah. you don't have to worry about who, what, and where, and you don't have mm-hmm. to worry about uh, analyzing every move or what the game is or yeah. all these things. So let's take, uh, maybe for our listeners, let's do a quick 60-second history bit of all this. So uh, Paul Sills, one of the founding members of the Second City, yeah. uh, his mother was Viola Spolin. Yes. Viola Spolin's considered the grandmother of modern improv because she's uh, Paul Sills' mother. I, now, love, Viola, I love that you said that. I have literally, uh, I've never heard anyone else say that except really? for like me and the people I like studied with. And like Stephane. grandmother of modern improv. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, <sold>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I got to be able to say that. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then uh, she was... Uh, maybe she I don't know her maybe help me out with the earliest history but she was a teacher in Chicago the yes. public school area and she wrote a curriculum for the public school Chicago area of like maybe creative dramatics is that what that was yeah, she, or was that later yes uh, yeah. I, I think so and I'm Somewhere gonna be yeah. rusty on this too so all, everybody should go out and read all the books <laughs> really look this up we're um, gonna like wig this history right. a bit but, but like, feel free to google it to make sure we're right we can right. make up a legend I think that drives <laughs> yeah. home the points as effectively like an right, allegorical right. Spolin tale yeah. Yeah. I know Spolin worked for the WPA Right, uh, she right. was director for the WPA, and my understanding is that it was through a really terrible. And this is a story that was like passed down to me. I have no idea if this is true at all. All right, tight. Okay. Um, what is the word for that? A story that is a uh, secondhand n- tall what, tale, no, that, like is is probably false, but seriously indicative of who this person was. Oh, doesn't matter. Um, Techno myth. I don't know. Yeah, I love Techno that. Techno myth. Yeah. <laughs> um, my understanding is that she was pr- uh, directing a production of The Cherry Orchard, cool. and it was not working, and it was not working at all. And she had hired these actors, so she knew they were good. And the play obviously is the fucking Cherry Orchard, so of course it should work. And it wasn't good. And she was panicking about it. And she went on this long walk, and she ran into a child who was creating a game like. Um, that looked like hopscotch, but as she got closer, it was not hopscotch. And she came to this girl and said, what is this game you're playing? Cause it was like the fifties or forties, I guess. And uh, you could talk to children, you could talk to children <laughs> on the street. And she was like, Oh, I don't know. I'm making it up. Do you want to play? And Spolin was like, absolutely. I do. Yeah. And they like figured out this game together. And she went, I okay, excuse me, I have to go. And then the next day she went into school where she was teaching, I believe at Hull House at the time, but again, okay. since this apocryphal Ooh. is the word I was like. Ooh, for. I would have never have known that. Um, yeah. no, I know since the story is likely 99% false. Um, <laughs> That's tight. My I'm understanding is she was working at Hull House at the time and she went in and she was like, guys, guys, we're not going to learn today. We're just going to play, just free play. I just want to watch what you guys do. And there was this one trio of boys who walked over to this very large barrel full of blocks and they sort of rocked it it was taller than them. They rocked it till it fell over. And one of them reached down, grabbed a block, ran over to the other side of the room, put it down, threw his hands up, walked away. And then the second boy grabbed another block, ran it down, put it, ran it over, put it down next to the other one, put his hands up, walked away. And then the third boy, and then the first boy again, and the second boy. And they never touched each other's work. They never changed what the other had done. They just built on top of it. Wow. By the end of the day, they had created this, like, block metropolis in and around where everybody was playing. It was this big thing that not, none of them would have had like the wherewithal to do by themselves and wow. so she was like well fuck that's what yes and is. that's exactly <laughs> right and, uh, so then she goes to rehearsal for the cherry orchard and she's like sorry i freaked out at everybody because she was notorious for being really sort of yelly and cruel there's a yeah. great like a theater director like a theater director yeah. she uh, my understanding again this is maybe not true um is that she was listed on 
the original uh, grievance that started Actors' Equity oh, no as, a, as a particularly abusive director. Fantastic. Ooh. But I don't want to speak ill of her because I don't know her and I don't know that that's true. But I like the story so much because yeah. she worked with kids and improvisers. Like, yeah. She must have been wonderful. I love the idea yeah. that she was also just like mean. <laughs> yeah. um, Paul was, I can say truly, Paul was very mean. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, I've heard. Anyway, uh, so she came in and she was like, we're going to play this game. Let me teach you guys this game. Kitty wants a corner. And she just sort of got everybody to not think about the play anymore at all and just play these games for the rest of rehearsal. And occasionally they'd check in, but it was like the depression and nobody wanted to like quit or piss anybody off. So they were like, are we going to rehearse the show? She's like, yeah, 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 fine, fine. You know their lines? Yeah, good. You know your entrances and exits? Great. (laughs) And then all the way up until opening night, they hadn't ever rehearsed the show. And Mm -hmm. she came to them and was like, hey, guys, sorry. Uh, I really screwed this up. I'm going to go apologize to the audience. Let's just do, let's just talk it through so that these people came to see this show. Just play Kitty Wants a Corner one more time uh, (laughs) back here. And I'll uh, I'll go out and make a, like an apology and say we're you know previews whatever I don't know something I'll make something up right 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 and she goes and they're like well fuck all right I guess at least we can eat because we're not gonna starve to death uh, and then she just opens the curtain while they're playing Kitty wants a corner <laughs> and they stop and she's like why would you stop just fucking play the game from the back of the house and they're playing the game there's a full house of people and she's like now start saying the fucking words from the play and they start saying the words with Kitty wants a corner and then like organically, which is a word I try to avoid using, sure. uh, 10 minutes in, they're just doing the play. Tight. And then they finish the play because they all know it because yeah. they're actors. Nice. And it just works because it's not about blocking or staging or like synaptic con- con- connections being built through physicality of response or whatever. It's just about like people paying attention to each other. Right. Like Kitty Wants a Corner. You're just yeah. like, you don't <laughs> think about your next move or your character bio. Uh-huh. You just fucking play the goddamn game. Yeah, you're dialed into a sense of play. Exactly. Which kind of gets you out of your head. If you're playing, you're having fun. Right. Yeah. So if when, when you are like, when you are looking at the other person, you're like, I yeah. want to get out of my head, and you're like noticing things about them. Yeah. Uh, what are you like looking for? Are oh, you literally whatever? I mean, this is the thing that I drive home, try to drive home to students all the time. It's like, you can't possibly pick something that's not interesting you just can't that like we are so fucking full of information right you know everybody had a first kiss or a first time their heart was broken or a dog that died or a place they hid in the house when their parents were fighting or whatever that like all of these little details the way your house smelled or the name your street growing up was like whatever any of that is interesting to me if I allow it to be interesting to me. As long totally. as it's actually represented from your partner, right? Exactly. It can't be made up. No, exactly. We have so much truth going on. Why the hell would we ever have to create? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Man. So, I, so I think like, for instance, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut yeah, you no, do it. Do it up. You know, you're sweaty right now. You have some sweat uh, that on your shirt I, That I am, yeah. Uh, sweaty sounds derogatory. What I meant was you I'm glistening. Glistening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that's enough, right? I know sure. that probably you're exhausted and probably it's hot out and probably uh, anything else that I think might come from being sweaty, that okay. you're an athlete or you were just fucking somebody or right. you are worried that you're never going to fuck somebody again. I mean, all of these are valid reasons. Yeah. And anything I, I do, I can go, man... It's a lot out there, huh? Yeah. Like anything. doesn't mm-hmm. matter at all. As long as it's truthful to sweating. Exactly. So I could be nervous. I could be late. I could be anything. As exactly. long as it's truthful. Yeah, uh, totally. I, uh, first, I just want to say I would love to have been at that opening night of the Cherry Orchard. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't we all? That, that potentially that mythological <laughs> opening night. Yeah, that potential thing that could have very well been the birth of how, what we all do now. For the record, <laughs> I have, I have no told a number of students that story, and I'm sure at least in the 
10 years of teaching, I'm sure at least one class, I didn't drive home enough that I was like maybe making up a lot of it. <laughs> hey, that's <laughs> so you know, we, well, we want urban legends, we right. want that. So. Speaking Thank of uh, speaking You're of urban welcome. legends, we're uh, here with Kevin Labidson. Oh, god, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we are uh, 45 minutes in. Labidson, Labidson. And, uh, yeah, so, okay, um, looking through your massive bio, it's huge, man. Well, uh, everything about me. You were the uh, co-executive artistic director of Magic Future Box. I was. You produce shows like crazy over at the uh, Public Theater, well, Mobile just, Shakespeare Unit. I, just the one with the Mobile Shakespeare Unit. And yeah. I worked on a couple of other shows while I was there. It was a seasonal job, not super long. I don't want anybody from the public to hear this and be like, that motherfucker was <laughs> here for four months. Yeah. How dare he pretend to be? They, they all listen to this podcast. Yeah, they really 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 we have a huge following at the, the public theater. Um, so you graduated from the New Actors Workshop. Right, where I studied with Paul and Mike Nichols and George Morrison. Awesome. And, and, and founded the uh, in New York? Mm-hmm. It was. Okay. It's closed now. Right. Um, and we just, actually, George just passed away last week. Oh, well, that's really sad, man. Sorry yeah. about that. Um, and uh, yeah, through that, you does. opened the uh, the full theater, full circle theater company. That's true. Yeah. Wow, that's... that bio is really explicit. Uh, my my favorite part is uh, uh, you, that all that was sidelined for a few years for your power pop band, Easily Amused. Also true. Which is fucking cool because you were signed to Empress Records yep. in Philly. Yep. And you're available on iTunes. That's true. Super you can cool. still get that album. I get and a... do every so often. I'll get a I'll get a check for like. I got one for three cents. That was the lowest. I nice. think the highest for radio been, play. Uh, no, for iTunes download. <laughs> oh, for iTunes. Three cents. Uh, three cents was nice. the lowest. I think the highest was a dollar fifteen, Ooh. and it was because I had moved and I had missed a series of like three cent checks. You get yourself Ooh. a dollar slice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you earned it. Uh, so yeah, we can listen to Young Sexy Kevin whenever you want. Oh, Just go yeah. on to iTunes. So yeah, now you're at the pit. And now I'm at the pit. And now you're AD. That's that's what they tell me. You're killing. Yeah. Until someone. Right. Yeah. Until someone tells you. Uh, They've been lying to you. <laughs> it's all. It's always been the people. By <laughs> <laughs> the people for the people. <laughs> so uh, has, has all your improv been here in New York? Did you have? Um, I did the faculty training session at Second City, which was like four days in Chicago once. Oh, okay. Awesome, because I was entertaining the notion of teaching there. Sweet. Um, but other than that, and I like uh, when I have gone to Chicago, I have sat in on shows and things. But I, yeah, cool. I mean my. Whole life really has been in New York, except for this nice. weird detour where I was in a band in Philadelphia. You were the lead nice. singer of a band, singer. which is that, that's in the past, and, uh, and the bass player. Oh yes, so you, no more, no more, no. Band, no more albums. No, not come, not forthcoming that I'm aware. of. Who knows? <laughs> no reunion tour. No not reunion as plan. far. I don't know that we're on the best of terms. Okay, there. tight, tight, tight. I hear that. I hear well, that's that's know? how all creative legends are. They right, just right. you know so infight. So uh, other than like that connection, because that's what it seems like you're really yes. going for the connection between players. Yeah, like you're aware, you're you're sure. in the moment you're present so okay you you notice that um the person seems a little worried and so you're like hey you know don't worry you know i'm sure you'll i'm sure you'll you'll get your money back from that from that dude don't worry about it yeah um so then where do we go from there it's like i I kind of added some nouns i flushed it out a little bit so do we need to move the relationship forward what do we need to be doing i don't know man i don't know that's a wonderful question i um I think all that really needs to happen for sure is you need to know if you like or dislike the other person on stage. And a point okay, of view. Cool. Yeah, point of view. And I think like even point of view, I don't know, man. I don't know. I like <laughs> I'm going to say that a lot. I really feel like um it doesn't matter. I really feel like it doesn't. I feel like all of the things that we teach are so important to learn 
and then you have to just forget everything. Which is like Albert King, I think, was the one that said, like, learn all the music theory you want and then forget it, and then you'll be a blues man. Right. Um, and then I think um, the... Uh, uh, I forgot what I was talking about. Um, talking about uh, the, uh, all the learn everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, like, I, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It, I think it's totally different scene to scene and night to night. And I think the shape of improvisation is so different and like should be different. I got in a conversation with somebody the other day about like there is a team I have been seeing a lot of. I'm trying to be as politic as possible. Sure. Who like they do the same show. Yeah. Basically every yeah. performance. Tight. Uh, and they basically same the, play the same roles. And it's a mono scene show. And um, and it's not either of the teams you think it is, if you're listening. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> and I think they're really interesting. And I think they're really onto something. And somebody was like, yeah, but doesn't it bother you that like this person is always the authority and always... A capitan. Right. Isabella. Totally. And I feel like, like no... No, I think that commedia is totally a valid art form and deserves to be seen in the same light as improvisation. And the idea that, like, there's a thing that is improv and then there's everything else is very off-putting to me. Yeah. Um, and it's common in the community, very kind of. common. Being like, oh, that's not the correct it's improv. improv. Yeah. You're like, what? Okay. <laughs> what is? I'll, yeah. I'll take it. I think... I think we're all comedic characters, even though we don't like to not think 100%. so. 100%. I've been playing regularly in New York now for about three years. I fall into the identical habits I always do. I can, without even realizing, I'm sure I can see a bunch of footage of me improvise and realize, oh, I always make that kind of choice. Right. I always make choice B versus choice C. Yeah. That's who I am. Yeah. So that is a char- that's just based on my reality and my honesty, and therefore that is the character that I am. Right, and I don't think that's any... I mean, maybe this is also a little defensive, because I know I stopped... I realized when I was like like 17 that I wasn't good at characters and I didn't really like <laughs> doing characters or switching out of them that if you want me to do one I'm going to take like 15 minutes to get there and then I can be there hard. Yeah, then you're there all you night. Know? But that I'm not I'm not good at the jumping around stuff and so like so much of the work I do is just like hey, here's Kevin Lapson on stage in a set of different imaginary circumstances, you know. Sure. And I feel like that's valid. I don't think it's necessarily the most interesting thing, but I think that <laughs> there's room for all of it. So if I say to you, I oh, mean, you don't you don't have to be so nervous. Uh, I'm sure all of this money is going to come back to you. Uh, then whether you agree with me or whether you deny that and say that, no, there, you have every reason to be nervous because of this or because of this in the future, which is like obviously not a thing we want to spend time talking about. Yeah. Or we introduce this third character who doesn't exist, who is this person that you owe money to or who owes you money rather. Yeah. All of this is totally workable because all that matters is – I really personally right now in the moment would like you not to be worried anymore because it makes me anxious. And that's what the scene's going to be about. Would it would it be would it be uh not incorrect, but would it be weird if I was like, "You know what? You're right. I'm not nervous anymore." Or when you say, "Oh, you look a little nervous." Or is that kind of like a hint hint, let's have you play nervous because I see it on you? I don't know. I think that's 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 what a gift is, right? Sometimes. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um this is another thing I'm dealing with a lot being out of the scene as a performer for I mean for fi- like 15 years mm-hmm. and out of the scene mostly <laughs> for the last 3 or 4 years as anything except a coach. I had no affiliation with any of the, you know, the big 3. You were a lone wolf, you were a, a lone wolf. Yeah. Um <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm a lot like McLean. Uh, I say that McQuaid. Often. Oh, McQuaid. or McLean. They're the same, right? Lone Wolf McQuaid, right. uh, Chuck Norris. <laughs> right. Yes. That, or John McLean. That's Bruce really Willis. the same character. Either or. They are. They're the same person, based. actually. The same person. Yeah. Um, Later, finally worked together in Expendables 2 for like a beautiful thank scene. Thank God. I still haven't seen Expendables 2. I saw that it was on Netflix. Do yourself the best favorite, movie yeah. ever made. Wow. It is. Yeah. They actually, AFI actually put it above Citizen Kane. Yeah. I am 100% going home to watch that movie tonight <laughs> after I watch eight hours of improvisation. Um, oh, that's awesome. I'm so excited for that. Um, all I needed was one person to recommend it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. It's no, been actually, it's a lot better than Expendables it's, 1. Yeah? Because Expendables <laughs> 1 was, we'll do a quick Expendables break here the podcast. <laughs> Expendables 1 was like, Sylvester Stallone was like dead. All, it was all flops. Yeah. He, he scrounged some money together and he pulled off this big thing with Arnold Schwarzenegger who snuck him into a cameo and made it work. Right. However, the second one was the real version of what Expendables 1 was supposed oh, to be. Oh, cool. Arnold Schwarzenegger just had his um, uh, illegitimate uh, son uh, d- d- uh, no big deal. thing. Yeah. Pretty much he was he was not a governor anymore. He All his um, reputation was shit through shit. Interesting. So he then had a much bigger role in Expendables 2, right. and it could finally be the movie that Expendables 1 was supposed to be. Yeah, I think the second one was more artistically pure. Yeah, it was Fair. way purer. <laughs> and Chuck Norris is an, and he says a Chuck Norris joke. So I'm just like, that's all you need to do. Well, there, there they, you go. they also take themselves less seriously. That's huge. Yeah. That's yeah. important. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. The third one's going to blow out. Uh, this Expendables break brought to you by Expendables, Expendables 3. <laughs> coming out in uh, August. And Danibles. Uh, uh, <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, uh, just Expendables. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 oh, uh, uh, about... Can you change the nervous, the gift? You were talking about gifts? Oh, about... yes. Yeah. Right. Oh, so, yeah. The little sidebar there was that, like, there have been all of these terms that have come up that everybody knows and, like, form right. names and all these things that I have <laughs> right. never heard in my life. Sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, Which and is I'm crazy. just like, I don't know, improv stuff? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, but, like, yeah, give, I think giving gifts in that way is fine. I, you know, sometimes I think that everything from teaching for as long as I have taught, uh, I have learned absolutely that, like, doesn't matter there are none of these rules are 100 percent true and there's obviously exceptions more exceptions than not to everything is it fine for somebody to say you look a little nervous and have me then have something to do of course it is because then that's one less thing i have to worry about is it too much if they say you look really nervous you're always so nervous i wish you weren't nervous all the time like yeah maybe i don't need to be that person yet um but i can roll with it i can find that that's something you know again it's still something i can do that something less to do mm-hmm. in terms of if i say man you don't have to be so nervous I'm sure it'll be fine. And you go, oh, yeah, all I needed was for somebody to say that. Then, yeah, great. I buy that. Okay. I literally just happened with the Expendables. Yeah, so it's... <laughs> you know, I just needed one nudge to not feel worried about why, whether it's going to be two hours of wasted. And it yeah. gets you ready for X3, you know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, EX3. Right. Uh, I like... That's the second time recently I've heard pick to like or dislike someone. I don't hear that much I throughout think my that... classes and practices. So I've been doing that lately. It's been great. I think that it's everything. I really genuinely think it's 100% of the game. I think that the game is not the right phrase because that's such a loaded term. Yeah, 100% of... of, 100% of of the work. What you should be, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I'm also a huge uh, participant in, a proponent of space and object work. Um, Object work is a phrase that I had never heard until recently. It was always space work for me, which is another indicator that, like, who the, where the fuck did they find me? Like, I don't know what the hell any of this is. Um, <laughs> that hippy-dippy Chicago yeah, shit. Right. <laughs> um, but I think space work is fundamentally important to a scene and uh, an understanding of what relationship is and how you do what you do is who you are is a thing that some, Josh Hurley once told me. I don't know if you know him. He's a wonderful Who's, uh, a New Yorker? He's a New Yorker. Um, 
He's from Idaho, actually, but he's wow. a New Yorker as of the last seven years or so. Sweet. Anyway, okay. um, and that is indicated through space. But also everything about a relationship with a person is dictated by the shape of the space between and around you. Right. Um, so the only thing we have actually on stage is the relationship. That's the only thing that actually exists. So everything right. else is made up, and we yeah. know it's made up. And nobody goes to the theater, improv or otherwise, to get lied to. Right, totally. And so if anything that I am doing that is not dealing directly with my relationship is a, a pretense. And that's okay, and we allow for that. And there is a difference between discovering space and creating space. Yeah. Absolutely. And you can totally rely on these things for gifts that you bring from the space and from that. But bottom line is if the scene is not about the relationship, the scene is about a lie for sure. Because mm-hmm. that thing totally. is not there. You know, it's the classic yeah, example totally. of, like, if I open the fridge and all these rats are pouring out of the fridge, then oh, the fuck. audience might laugh for a second. Sure. And then they just wait for me to finish that bit. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's just it's just how do how does your partner respond to the fact that rats are right? People? Yeah, and then what, what does that, that tell us about the way my partner and I? Behave? Yeah, because yeah, if homeboy absolutely. walks in and goes, eh, right, then it's Typical like rats, just rat right. house. Another Saturday, <laughs> I, uh, versus, I used what to, the hell are all the rats doing in that fridge? Right. right. Two very Let's talk more things. about how these rats got in this fridge. Yeah. This whole fridge <laughs> thing is really interesting. Let's make up more details about this fridge that it's we can clearly there. see doesn't exist. Ooh, yeah, exactly. Because right. <laughs> one is the relationship of these two people, of either someone who keeps rats in the fridge or right. someone who's just like, what the fuck is this? Right. Yeah. Compared to, like, let's see how funny we can make this imaginary thing be. Exactly. Yeah. And in terms of liking or not liking, I think that's all relationships ever, always. In terms of the moment to moment, I don't think a relationship is ever more complicated than that. I talk about, sorry. Than liking and not liking? Than liking or not liking. Hmm. You either are glad the person is around you or you wish that person was not around you. And that doesn't necessarily speak to what the actual tone of the relationship is. But there are a couple things to keep in mind about relationship, I think. And now I feel like I'm just being pedagogical. Just fucking do it. it. This is the place. We have two kinds of relationships in the world, and that's functional relationships and effective relationships. Functional relationships being based on task, effective relationships being based on choice. Every relationship starts functional. We assume that for our scenes, we're going to want both of these. The example I always use is like a woman going to the doctor to find out about her baby that's in her belly. Like a pregnant woman, go- <laughs> that's the word, pregnant woman goes to the doctor <laughs> belly for baby. a checkup. There's a lot of stakes there, potentially, and there's a lot of interesting stuff that could happen. Sure. Right. It's a lot more interesting if she goes to the doctor who put the baby in her belly six months ago in a nice. one-night stand, or or who is her husband, or who she has been having an affair with, or who is her husband and he has not given her the... I mean, like, anything that makes the relationship both of these things. If I jump into a cab, I have a functional relationship with that cab driver. If I realize that it's my father and he's been lying to me about what he's been doing with his days, that's an effective relationship. Is it okay to just be effective? I think that it is, theoretically, except that then whatever your what for the scene is, whatever your physical activity, that becomes the functional relationship. Ah, cleaning up the rat fridge. Exactly. Exactly. We're we're roommates and we like each other. Right now, the activity, he is my partner in cleaning out the rat fridge. <laughs> so there's that. That's fucking a cool concept, dude. I think it's like tantamount to everything in terms of the work. I think if you can find both of those things, you're... You're golden. You got your hook. And I, uh, the other thing is that, like, I use the example of my ex-wife a lot, which I should probably not be doing on a podcast. My wife. Let's, let's assume that this is a fictional ex-wife. Um, <laughs> my ex-wife, who was wonderful and, and I have nothing bad to say about, used to... Uh, I see the winks. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> oh, I should have said that loud. Oh, no. Uh, Don't tell them I'm doing uh, finger quotes. I, why do I keep... 
verbalize this. Right. <laughs> what the Keep whole point? Um, <laughs> my, uh, my ex-wife, who, uh, again, was really wonderful and uh, I'm sure is not listening to this, uh, <laughs> would sometimes leave the twist tie off of the bread. Oh, and right, she would toast, still toast. twist it up and fold it under and it was very well kept. And for whatever reason, that drives me fucking crazy. It's just like a silly yeah, thing like, that, you know. That's the thing I've heard. A few times. From I wonder what that is. I don't. I, I don't know. know. It's a little thing. Stefan, do you twist or do you use the tie? I'm a twister underneath guy. Me too. I, and I think that, away. like, commit one side or the other. I think maybe that's <laughs> it. Just don't be pussy mandarin. Right. Fucking... Then throw the fucking thing out. Don't leave it on the counter for me to look at. Yeah. No, um, you're right. You're right. Those twisty, in a, in a tangent, those twisty ties are valuable. I use them around the house all the time. Yeah, for, they're really for wonderful. Cords, for cords, totally. for, as a cool fashion, just. Killer think rains. about it sure Cock all of these things are good points yeah. I gotta get back together with my ex-wife my God. <laughs> that's what this is all oh, about I gotta go she's at the airport she... go she's going to France uh, <laughs> <laughs> quick um, <laughs> uh, guy if we could fully in the exit there's like a really good bit there um <laughs> That's yeah, take so I would get there uh, in the morning and I would, you know, see this thing and I would go, why, how hard is this? And for a second, I would really dislike her. And then she would walk into the kitchen and I would go, oh, you're wonderful. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So the moments of liking and disliking can be ever evolving, but you have to start somewhere and you already are there and you have that with your partner for real, unquestionably. I, uh, yeah, that's a great, that's, I wanted to bring that up. <laughs> the whole like, uh, Liking and disliking, uh, to me, sounds like it just affects your tolerance of the other person. So is there, of the two, Ooh, is there tolerance. one that, like, uh, to me, my improv brain says, choose to like them. It's, yeah. That's, that's your default. That should be your default. Choose to like them. So I know an earlier default, we choose to dislike them. So it's sure. just so easy. Yeah, find so something so interesting. Boring. Right. Uh, I'd imagine choosing to like them is just a better go-to, right? I think if so. I had to split between the two. I think it's more common in reality that you yeah. are around people you like. Oh, yeah, do you? totally. Yeah, totally. Cool. I mean, I, I don't wish I lived so. in your life. <laughs> the, oh, dude, come on, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think that's... I do think that's true. I think you're right. I I don't know if I agree that it's most people. I definitely think that it's, it's the thing to... That should be your go-to, just, like, to be a happier and better person. But I think that if you... I think if you open yourself to the possibility possibility of default one way or the other, you're already closing off a number of interesting choices. Interesting. Totally. And I think I would err on the side of the long-term relationship being one where you like them. I, my roommate right. and I get along super well. Right. There are certainly days where I don't like him at all or moments. Yeah, and that totally. doesn't. And I can start the scene in one of those moments and have that not affect the fact that, like, in the grand scheme, I like this guy. Yeah. And you should. I mean, regardless, you're on stage with this person. You've got to have a reason that you would still be on stage yeah, with Yeah, totally. totally. And I love that example with the twist tie. If we can go back to that. Because long term, you're like, oh, what an amazing girl. Like, right. great person. But in the short term, you're like, ah, oh, fuck this. Right. And there's so many relationship scenes where I'm like, this is the moment that they're going to break up. Yeah. Right. Oh, like, yeah. This, oh, yeah. They're like, we've been oh, together yeah. for eight years. And I'm like, wow, that twist tie is the ruin of you <laughs> right. guys. Yeah. When I, it's so much more of a cool decision. It's like, honey, I fucking love you. Right. But if you leave that twist tie off one more goddamn time. I'm going to wring your neck. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> zoom to the moon. <laughs> right. Don't, we, we don't see enough misogyny in comedy. <laughs> yeah, days. really. No, so. yeah. The more we can add. Yes, I'll more. misogyny. I'm yeah. going to beat you again. <laughs> right. 
and steal. Perfect. But really, the opposite is much more interesting, though. Really, though, it's like when there isn't misogyny, because honestly, most people I meet are not misogynist. That's absolutely true. And But they get on stage, and they're like, that's an interesting choice to rag on this girl. Right. It's like, dude, you suck, man. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a much longer conversation about the role of women in comedy (laughs) in America. Yeah, let's three guys talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like three straight white dudes. I'm assuming that's maybe not fair. Three white dudes. Don't tell them that. They're talking about. They don't know that. Yeah. Uh, oh, you never talked about your no, race? We, oh. No, no, no. I feel like the, the drawing of your faces on the podcast yeah. would give that away. Like kind of where orange that's, uh, that's a choose your own adventure drawing. Bro. So I have to pick whatever color they like, depending on what country it is. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. That's really good of you guys. Yeah. yeah. But but all the, if we do back up a second, it is yeah. the choice of I like you long term. Yes is a lot more interesting. So sure. it's like when you when you are saying you have to have an opinion about that person. Do I yeah. like you? Do I not like you? Are you talking about long term? Are you talking about short term? Both? I think, you know, probably if you're working with this person on the regular, you already have a positive relationship with them. And it might be in your best interest to every so often go, what about this person today pisses me off? Why didn't they tuck in their shirt? Mm-hmm. You know, or what was that thing that he said right before we got on stage? What was that about? Maybe I come at this with a little side eye today. Huh. I don't know. Who yeah. knows, right? I know I love him. I know I want to work with this person. I know that I don't want to stop working with this person. But maybe right now I can love this person and also be uh, emotionally affected by them in a way that is not that. Hmm. I mean, again, I don't, I don't know that one is better than the other. I think that like another basic job of the improviser is to recognize patterns but not to try to change or maintain them i think you just have to say you know the last six scenes i've really liked this person i wonder what will happen in this scene yeah yeah uh, uh two quick things yeah the the the, the knowing of the uh, of the pattern in your scenes lately i've been trying to listen to scenes as music you know yeah so i think an improv set is just like a short album it's absolutely just you can take the words we had a guest too we talked about that i think last week which was great sort of like a scene can be broken down you can get rid of the words it's sort of a you know you can take any sort of scene and you can just put it to a musical rhythm and yeah. it, it, it's it's it makes you it makes you understand the rhythm of the scene a little better and therefore you know where it's going yeah, I could not agree with that more. Yeah, it's math. There's a there's a math to pitch and volume and tone and timbre. Mm. Pitch and volume and not tone. What's the other one? Pitch and uh, volume I and no idea. I speed. Just, and uh, tempo. Tempo. Yes. Tempo, yeah. Nice. Cool. You, so you kind of do have to learn the math and then forget the math, right? Yeah, I think so. And I also think that like you're already doing. You know, that's the thing. That's the thing you always tell earliest students, right? Is like you're already good at this. You just have to stop mm. thinking that you're not good at this. Yeah, You've been totally. doing it. You're doing it really totally. well right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah yeah, and the um the the other thing I was going to bring too on the so we have the, the the I like you long term, but something about this bothers you. Let's invert that. Let's yeah. say I hate you long term, but something about today I really enjoy it. That's yeah. cool. You know, oh oh my God, you're a mass murderer. I see you from right. television, but you are wearing my shirt, and I love it. We chose the same shirt, and. Uh, I think uh, I think I like your taste in clothing or something. Sure, like that. oh, that's a weird extreme example, but well, absolutely. But can't these things also help to evolve both sides of that? Man, I can't. Right. I you know, I what are the odds that I'm going to run into you? I I haven't seen you since you fucking kicked my ass every right. day, junior year, and then you moved to you went to the Catholic school. <laughs> Thank God. And now you're so little and sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. What can I do to help you? Yeah. You know. Um, right. Right. And again, one is liking or disliking. And yeah, that not. seems like a three-dimensional relationship rather than I love you, you know, hard, right. hard, hard. You know, there's a little bit more to it. It's like you are a mass murderer, but damn, that shirt. Sure. And then if I choose to like you and I like you now, it's like a matching. That can be a matching scene, essentially. I don't know what your response is yet, 
right? But, uh, that can find its way into us doing something together. Sure. Versus, uh, I don't know. It seems like if if you think of it that way, of of of, of long term like dislike versus short term like dislike, it seems like however that connects, it's almost an equation in and of itself. Yeah, and that equals a matching zine versus a, a straight person, crazy person scene. Yeah, it's interesting. Versus uh, this type of scene, you know, and then that's the rhythm that you tune into. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. I think that's really insightful. I'm just talking that in my ass though. <laughs> I've never, play, I've never really played. Think of, I'm doing the mono. I'm doing a mono scene show right now with Dan Hodap, who did the mono scene, the pit. Front oh yeah, time. yeah, they're coming back at the scene. Uh, uh, oh, is that, that coming a, back? Yeah, I didn't mean to plug. They're doing a yeah. show uh, for oh. Micah Sherman's birthday. Oh, that's so cool. It's gonna be great. Tight. Is that? Does he not know that as a secret? No, I think it's fine. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Glad, glad it's back. It was yeah. such a hot show. Great show. Micah's it's, been doing. Also, you can cut this because I don't mean to be plugging, but no, weekly Mike no, is no, doing don't. a show called People Improvising Sunday nights, and it's. Really beautiful work. It's just really like slow, grounded, not mono scene, but like emotionally connected, basically relationship scenes. Just like really fun, good improvisers. Sweet, yeah, sweet. It's I definitely, it's on Sundays. Sundays at eight. Check it out. Main stage. I'm, I'm playing this week actually with Ali. Oh, sweet! I'll Should definitely come by. Damn, yeah, come by. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely. Are, just let me know. I'll comp you guys in. Oh, hell yeah! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're kind of a big deal. <laughs> you got people in Japan who listen to this podcast. That's true. That's true. Oh, yeah. I asked them to, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they probably you traveled to Japan <laughs> and downloaded, <laughs> it. passed out those postcards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, on a sidebar, though, a quick uh, shout yeah. out to the group Hidden Fortress from Tokyo. What they, Hello. What they, hey, what they did, they, they came to New York to DCM a couple years ago. Cool. What they did, I liked because in Japanese culture, it's rude to touch other people. Yeah. So they don't do tag outs or swipes or anything. They've developed a little bit differently, uh, uh, where they do a clap. They clap on back on the back line, like real quick, huh. and then uh, either they point at someone as a new and me are about to do the scene, which is their version of tag out, or the scene's over and that's how they edited it and they just do a new scene. Wow. Yeah, same thing, dude. Yeah, it's similar. Cool. I would say maybe even a little quicker, more efficient. That's right. interesting. I liked it. Yeah, tight. Uh, with with that being said, yeah. I believe there's more theatricality to a sweep edit than a clap. I think sometimes you know what what has been killing me lately. Just watching a lot of is the uh, the moment where the audience feels like they need to applaud because there's a swipe edit. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't it know depends. when that when that got taught when that got trained into people, but it does, drives me crazy because when you want to applaud with a sweep edit is such a wonderful moment and it happens right but when you're seeing it happen you're just like oh we're moving on the passage of time yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think that happens when the scene wasn't as successful as it could have been I think that's true and I and it's like don't fucking pander to us guys we we're we, we you're smarter than we just gave you this yeah. thing for you know like don't that eh, bugs me that might be more of you know what that might be students doing that usually for support is. and well, strangers and is, don't do that that I mean that is also such a major I think problem in the improv scene right now in the uh-huh. city the, cool. the echo chamber effect. yes exactly it's why honestly and I say this with all the respect in the world to all the improvisers who've been working their asses off in the city totally I stopped going to improv shows 10 years ago I hadn't yeah. been to one until I went to the pit outside of maybe one every couple of years or you know maybe twice a year for a friend I I wouldn't go unless I was being paid to coach the team and then I would watch the team and I would usually you know I'd stay for the other acts because you're polite but like right, right. I hate to go to improv shows because of that because the audience is made up of other improvisers yeah. and students of improv who are wonderful and I love to spend time with and should get the hell out of the theater yeah. Yeah. in time for real audiences to get in it's and true because yeah, totally there's you. a difference you know applause where it's like yeah. oh wow I'm a student and that was a very technically beautiful move yeah, compared yeah, to yeah. an audience being like ah you know I fucking liked it great right. you know you're developing I totally agree with you you're developing habits right that like don't belong that aren't that don't belong yeah like like I, I 
at UCB, they have the, the, the Herald Knight audience is very different from a weekend. Like an ASCAT audience and a Herald Knight audience are like polar opposites. Yeah. Herald, yeah. That's ASCAT really audiences, true. they're all tourists, strangers, which they're I just, love. Yeah. yeah. We should be performing for them. We should be performing for strangers. Absolutely. We shouldn't be performing for improvisers. No. They're practitioners. They just go yeah. practice somewhere else. Yeah. Exactly. Keith Johnstone yeah. has this thing like that. It's like, you know. What, like, what? like what? <laughs> he's just like you he should he's like yeah. it's ridiculous to perform for other improvisers they're right. not your audience you right. know what I mean it's like trying to get the laughs in class and you're like what yeah. are you doing yeah <laughs> we don't need that nice nice character break you know yeah, like, right. nice wink to the I, audience I imagine the pit's similar right Super Free Wednesday it's the other because I also teched Megawatt for a long time oh yeah and I noticed that Megawatt the audience seemed to be like uh, it was it was a good amount of, it was a good mix but there's a lot of the other improvisers I'm right like, oh that's right. cool because it's supportive you don't see that elsewhere yeah but also, like, uh, versus the weekend teams, I imagine, like, a uh, big black car gets, like, a lot of tourists and stuff, right? right. Whereas Super Free Wednesdays, uh, it's just the other students yeah. and teams. Yeah, it's, you know, Super Free Wednesday has the the added get of it being free. And so we do right. get a fair amount of people who That's are not. That's true. And yeah. it is, but it but is you're kind right. Of the ratio is totally different. I think it is kind of necessary to have students be like, oh, this is what I need to be doing. Absolutely. I need to be learning. Yeah. I yeah. absolutely yeah. agree. And I think that there is a way in which these things can mix. But I also think that, like, we have this program that, that is housed at the pit, uh, the 10,000 Hours 10, program. Hours, which is yeah. fucking which is, awesome. It's yeah. such an incredible initiative. I am so impressed by those guys. And it's such a good thing. And they need to have their space. And they need to have shows where they come see each other and other acts. Totally. But also, like, the 10K shows are not the shows that I'm telling tourists to come see, you no. know? No. I think even advanced improvisers can can get something from watching the 10K jam and see what what they have forgotten about and what are the earliest habits and what are these things yeah i think improvisers should be going to 10k i think every improviser in town should be checking out the 10k nights mm. tight but probably not the you know the paying audiences yeah. you know mostly yeah. those people should be seeing the shows that we're like this is what improv can be and right. not like 10k which is like this is what improv is do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like it's a process show versus a product show exactly hey yeah, beautifully said beautifully yeah. said and i think like i, I think th- you I, stole that quote from me actually no i, I stole from keith johnstone ah uh, you uh, fucker just like i stole his idea and made an nbc tv show out of it no that actually uh, happened uh, yeah uh Wait, what uh get ready with your life or something yeah like uh, johnstone created a forum where he has an audience member talk about his life and then they improvise it all the way through uh-huh. through death and whatever and um nbc did as a summer show last summer oh wow kind of without yeah and it was you know it was great it was just you know keith kind of wanted to be there got it yeah did you work with keith Keith? uh for a couple weeks up in canada i went to his uh his theater there the loose moose yeah 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 he's he's a he's a wizard man he's crazy i've met him a couple times i never got to work with him i'm so impressed i love his (laughs) books man i love his books i mean his, uh, his his work with status is like Insane. So essential and so overlooked often in like earliest stages. Yeah. And he was kind of doing it around the same time Spolin was doing yeah. it. Yeah. I always really... talk about, I compare them to the Sex Pistols and the Ramones. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nobody totally. really knows where that started. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. Everybody's glad. You know? It just happened. Yeah. It kind of was in the uh, Oversoul and they just both took it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I've never studied with them, but I'm his Ilgerman son. Yeah. So oh, I oh fascinating. I know. Okay. I've heard a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you get a lot of birthday cards. <laughs> a lot of birthday cards. <laughs> a lot of $10 checks. <laughs> <laughs> they never cash. They uh, never go through. No, they're always bad checks. <laughs> uh, John Stone. <laughs> John Stone. He probably doesn't pay. Uh, uh, where, where, where did I start with all that? Oh, uh, you're talking yeah, about my quote. I think like a great, um, like, uh, yeah, but students do need to get inspired. They yes. need to get inspired. 100%. So to me, I'd love it like a 75-25. Maybe this is a case of proportion. I think that's totally fair. Not only do they need to be inspired by the show, they need to know what gets response 
uh, from the audience and yes. you know what works to an audience. Absolutely. To me, that's what a jam is for. It's for you to see what works, what doesn't, and then how do you feel that? There's muscle memory that right. needs to go into your bones for that. I totally agree. Yeah. I don't think there's anything mathematical. I mean, that's not true. There's plenty of mathematics related to that. But knowing how knowing, knowing how to uh, ha- having your hit or, hit or miss radar to yeah. an audience, I think there's very little mathematical about that. Well, and I, I think, think that's I, experience related. I think that's interesting. I think it's interesting that you bring up mu- a muscle memory regarding that because I think you're absolutely right. And earlier we talked about like the sort of mathematic and patterns and these things, but like fundamentally, I would be doing Spolin and mostly I'd be doing Paul and Rex and Sherry a disservice if I didn't say like it's about the body. Spolin used to say like go through the forget the brain, go through the body. The body includes mm. the brain. Yeah, and that yeah. like yeah, yeah, the more we're up there thinking about anything, the less we're listening to what our body is telling us we're already doing. Yeah, Sweet. and that I mean that again, that's like the following of the follower and this idea that you. I used to pitch my class as like by the end of these twelve weeks, these guys will be able to get up, create a half hour show without doing any work at all. And it is that. You look at your partner and you see what they're already doing and you join them in that. Or you look at the space and you see what that reminds you of and that's already happening and you don't have to worry about it. You know? Yeah. Totally. Anytime you find yourself making any kind of choice, I think you have to be extremely careful. It's dangerous territory. Yeah. yeah. On that body note, is it time for us to do some verbal podcast improv? Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's really engage our <laughs> bodies, yeah? Great. Let's go for a yeah. space walk. I, I love that. I love that. I totally love that. I think that's great. Does Paul does he live in New York? Does he teach here in New York? Paul died a couple yeah, years he, ago. Yeah, he passed away. He had right? moved to Wisconsin where he was oh, okay. running the Barn Theater. Paul became extremely involved in community theaters around the country, which I think is like the most magnificent fucking yeah, thing about him. That's crazy. Um, because he really got so tired. After Story Theater on Broadway, he got really frustrated with the machine of commercial theater yeah. and wanted more to do Story Theater in its purest form, which is with people who don't know how to do theater right. Yeah. And so he went, he would do colleges, and there's a great DVD of him, of this group at Yale that like created a, their own Story Theater show. Oh, sweet. Um, and there's a little like featurette where he's working a little bit with them, but mostly it's this nice. show. But then, yeah, the colleges sort of paid for him to go from fucking community theater to community theater all around the country, just like helping people devise theater. Wow, which was I, uh, amazing it's like through the improvisation. Gordon Ramsay of improv, just like the Gordon. Ramsay. He's actually a lot like the Gordon Ramsay of improv. Yeah, wow, British, okay. angry. Yeah, except yeah. for the British. Thing, yeah, right? <laughs> he my, was my very college, angry. My college did that. We had a guy from Second City come and do story theater. It was, oh yeah, Rick, Rick Coleman was his name. Oh was, yeah, yeah, you Rick, know Rick Coleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was old. old He's really good old friends with my department head. Uh, who I was very close who to. Who was your department head? Uh, Tom Humphrey was his name. He's he's not an improviser. Oh, okay. But he was a big theater director in California. He ran a, 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 the Western stage at oh, yeah. for a long time. But anyway, he, <laughs> he, um, he was a huge proponent of Spolin actors. He says that's the only true American acting technique. And he worked with Spolin actors all the time. So yeah. He developed. Like uh, st- a lot of like uh, stage adaptations with them, but he they, cool. were, they were his favorite actors to work with. Was, yeah, uh, they're the best. Actors. I mean, it's like I always tell my students, it's just like what Meisner wanted to be doing, but he was too up in his head to be doing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, take that, oh, Meisner. Burn, burn, Sandy. Hey-o. Fucking burn, dude. Hey-o. It is fascinating though if you watch his like master classes after he's had his second like throat ectomy or whatever, and yeah. he's just burping his words out. <laughs> yeah, which is a real thing. Um, he's just saying stuff that is spolen. It's just. Yeah. Through the brain instead of through the body, it's fascinating. So, uh, do, do you, uh, speaking of getting it out of your head and stuff, yeah, do you have sorry. any? Do you have any um, openings that you prefer, or do you just um, want to launch into it? I, I mean, honestly, like if you ever see me improvise, I'm just going to touch stuff. Like I'm just like the guy that's like, I don't know, let me put my hands here and find something. So right. this is very strange to me, and I will trust you guys. But Tight. I don't. We will release illustrations of what Kevin does. For right. hands. <laughs> cool. Uh, I have a suggestifier app. This is another Great. pitch. Since you mainly direct and coach a yes. lot. 
I mean, I'd love for you to improvise with us, but maybe we do a scene, and then you coach that scene. You want? Is that a pitch? What do you think? I mean, yeah. I do want to improvise with you. But yeah, I think we just improvise. Just improvise. Well, one improvise. thing that I do, we can just improvise. That's fine. Okay. Time. All right. Well, maybe let's split the difference. No, what were you going to say? I do this show called Side Coach. Okay, cool. Which is just that, where I side coach people as they are working on their shows. Because that's where I'm most comfortable is side coaching. That comes from, comes from Paul. I would be happy to improvise with you guys also. But if, if you would rather hear what I'm good at, then we're going to hear your time. band play. <laughs> <laughs> you should go download my record. Um Oh, don't. Not if you want to hear what I'm good at. Um, <laughs> if you want to hear what I'm good at, just like listen to me sleep. Um, yeah, nice. 14 hours. Or like, me. yeah, like smoke pot. Um, just kidding. Don't do drugs. Yeah, drugs are true. for slugs, guys. Yeah. Don't, don't, do, don't yeah. do drugs unless you want to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> unless you want to be like. Let's do that, though. That'll be fun. I think do a side be... coach? Yeah, let's do a side right. coach. Yeah, cool. let's, let's fucking... play some side coach. Cool. Great. I'll give us a word and then we'll play, maybe. Yeah, let's do and it. Do. And then yeah. maybe we can sneak you into a scene towards the end. Sure, sure. Yeah, we'll grab you. Okay. Uh, I have a Suggestifier app here awesome. on my phone, and the word that I have here is loose. Great. Loose? Loose. Loose. Loose is our word. I heard loose. Thank loose, you, loose, thank you. Thank you. Loose. <laughs> thank Good. you. No more suggestions, please. Loose. <laughs> all we need to hear. Uh, Good. Loose. You're already in it. Follow that. It's all we need to hear is the first line of the scene. Loose. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't need to hear anything else, man. Good. I'm just telling you that the, the sink is is it's gonna keep dripping unless I get another Ew. shot at it, sir. <laughs> it's, it's another drip, shot. Drip, drip. It's another I'm, shot. What are you literally specifically? I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to tighten up the valves on it. It's obviously. It's no, obviously d- been loose. Dude, that's all. Don't. That's all you need to hear. Don't worry about it. You tighten up. I trust you, man. Okay. I look at you and I hey, trust you. Hey, thanks. Good. So start doing the work. All right. Here you go, man. I'll just making some rice, some wild rice. Oh, fantastic. I love wild rice. Here, hand it, just hand it the bowl. There you go. Good. Yeah, of course. Yeah. What is this really like, right? We're up against some problems. Hold for a second. Keep looking at each other, right? We're up against some problems, and as much as we only have a functional relationship, you keep calling him sir, which means you're just the plumber or the guy who's here, right? So what if you're not? Maybe it's the super. Maybe it's a plumber who's been here a lot. Maybe today's the day that you change this functional to an effective. So good. Look at the rice. Smell that rice. What does it smell like? What does it Mm. taste like? Have a bite. Why are you making rice? Why specifically that? Mr. Kennedy, I've I've been over here once a week to, to fix your apartment, to get the approval of of you for me to marry your daughter uh and i got it so let's assume you already knew that keep going right uh, and uh i don't know I, I just, why hasn't he given you the answer yet? i feel like I, I feel like i need the answer right like you've been doing this work i, I just clean i just cleaned out your garage so what does this tell us about you uh yeah I mean, i'm loving your work man i no, Good, yeah, listen, keep avoiding uh, it, right don't even let's right, if that's the issue then keep avoiding it i love your work i want to keep you working I'm loving the work man i just uh you know you know before you marry, uh, uh, what's her name? Cynthia. Great. Uh, I need you to paint uh, my wall, dude. At what point are you too smart for this? All right, Mr. Kennedy, I'm, I'm, I, fuck, I can get this, okay? You know, you always have me come on Saturdays. I drove by the other day. I saw a car out front. Yeah? And yeah. I saw a guy walk in the house from it. Oh, yeah, it was another man trying to get the hand of my daughter. Great. How many of those are there? There are seven. One for every day of the week. Well, about what time can I actually meet her? You've just promised me that she's <laughs> oh, beautiful. Yeah, she's still in exchange in, in Glasgow. She's still in exchange for her in Glasgow. She'll be back here at the end of next week. I mean, all, all those, seven of you will meet her. Keep that rice going. Oh, God, this, this is delicious rice. Is, did Cynthia to, send hey, you this from Glasgow? I'm about to nah, now we're just like, talking about this thing we're making up. Just like have the rice. You don't have to tell okay. us about the rice. You don't all have to right, live with the rice. Salmon's coming. Salmon's coming from Glasgow. From Glasgow. That's tight. 
That's tight. <laughs> Have you ever had Scottish fish? It's the best yeah. fish. No one. Can yeah, but what is the thing that you want? Fish. Right, get the thing. That this you is want. Kind of, I want to. I want to get with your get with your daughter. Get with my daughter. Good. Yeah, follow Excuse that. Me? Right, that's way out of line. Get with my daughter. What the hell does that <sighs> mean? Now you blew it. Right? Oh man, I'm so. You want to take your penis and insert it into her? Oh, vagina? Whoa, Mr. Kennedy! No, 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 no. You want to fuck the shit out of my daughter? You want to just take her out back and 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 use her like an object, like an like a fucking slam piece? Right. Is that to be quite honest? Like my daughter out in the back dumpster? Would you ever say tell him the truth? Tell him the truth. I mean, if we're going to be boys here, we're going to talk like men. I kind of honestly, I'd strap her to a bulldozer and drive her around the lot. Whoa. Excuse like, me? Like, that kind of turns me on a little bit. <laughs> Where'd you get that curling iron? <laughs> Take that back. Undo that shit. You are better than that. <laughs> you don't even need the wear, right? The question is unnecessary, right? He cocks a fucking gun. Right. Oh, my God. That's a, that's a 1920s German pistol. What the fuck are you doing with that, Mr. It's my grandfather's pistola, okay? I, he fought in the war back when it was called, before they knew it was the first one. How could we possibly care about the details of this gun when he is pointing a gun at your head? Because you said you were going to strap his daughter to please, a bulldozer. Please, don't don't shoot. I'm, I took it too far. I'm good. I'm sorry. What is the realism of that situation? Yeah, of course you did. You way uh, overstepped. I Tell fucked him. it up. I thought we were just joking around. Obviously, I would treat your daughter with respect. Specifically. You, you know that. I would. I want to date her first, honestly. I just want to date her, Good. get to know her. At what point? Uh, I, you very quickly said, strap her to a bulldozer or a driver. That, you didn't make that up. No, you that was that still beforehand. waving a gun in your head right now. You yeah. thought of that beforehand. I'm sorry. I was just thought, I was joking around. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. Say that again. I was just joking around. Me too. Well, it's a 94-year-old gun. It doesn't work. <sighs> Why would you do that? <laughs> Why the so fuck fun. would you do that? That's messed so up. Threat. Because I was threatening you. What do you mean, why would I do that? Because you threatened to practically rape my daughter. I did not. That's rape. What woman would consensually say, yeah, strap me to this bulldozer and drive me... Say your scenario again. Strap her to a bulldozer, drive around the yard. And then do... How is that sexual? And anyway, how is that sexual? That's masochistic. That is a good question. How is that sexual? Oh, man, you don't get that? No, what is the metaphor? Gosh. It's just like, you know, you, you, you can strap her to a piece of heavy machinery, and it's almost like okay, the, the yeah. damsel who's tied to a train track, you know. She's, you know, she could fall off and hurt herself, and you're kind of there to, to help her. So and what he's talking it's, about then is, like, rescue. Yeah. And, and that's interesting, right? Because you're at the mercy of this man. Yeah. Is, in fact, we don't even know that this woman exists. You've seen maybe a picture of her. Yeah, you said, when am I going to meet her? God. She's so hot in those pictures. Yeah. No, I know it's her at a graduation. It's her um, at a different graduation. Yeah, I listen. I don't just. I'm sorry. Just the. I, I chose off. I chose off black today. I put on the wall. I'm making a black wall. Just if you paint up that wall, I'll guarantee you, you'll meet Cynthia. Mr. Kennedy. Yeah. Call me Jack. Jack. Call me Jack. <laughs> Jack. Jack. Cynthia. Let's just face it. I th- I don't think Cynthia actually exists. You've been coming here for six months. I know. You know she exists. Well, you know she I've exists. seen pictures Remember of her. Remember that audio? She left you that sweet voicemail. It sounded yeah. a lot like you, to be honest. No. I I knew she's your daughter. She's Just, my daughter. We have similar vocal genetics. It sounded a lot like you. We can do backflips around this for as long as we want to, but we have to get past. We have to decide one way or the other. What is the thing, right? We're spending a lot of time on this other person. Yeah. Spending a lot of time on the, like, theoreticals. I, I would it. do this. Yeah. I, you know, actually, Jack. How do you feel by him? I think I fell in love with Cynthia, but honestly, I think I, I think I might have fallen in love with you, sure. pretending to be Cynthia. Six months is a long time to be coming by on Saturdays for a fictional woman. Chaz. Yeah. 
figure, right? And I think it's time that uh, I strap myself to a bulldozer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> sick. Sick. So that was like crazy. That like was... we, what you did was forced us to actually pay attention to each other because we were, you know, kind of throwing out a lot yeah, of details. Yeah. There was a lot of details. It, was, it got to Crazy Town sort of regardless. And I well, think yeah, that's a just a that tendency. Play, yeah. Sure. No, I, I, which is fine. Um, but I think that like. You know, it's interesting. I, I do this so rarely without being in the space. And yeah. It's interesting to be like, I don't know, spend some time with the rice and have you be like, I'm still just sitting here, though. Like, yeah. I can't just <laughs> num, num, spend num, num, time num. eating this rice on stage, <laughs> which would be fascinating to watch yeah. if you really commit to space work. It's always right. relevant yeah. as hell. But then it's like, or I could have 35 seconds of radio silence. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. I, I kind of think that it was about a relationship. Do you, do you mind if we jump into another one? No, I would love that. Yeah, that was, that's, it was really in my head because all my – I was just like, I don't want to drop anything from the beginning. That's why I brought up the paint the wall black. So yeah, yeah. still a card on the table. Right. Almost like someone described it to me like that the Zelda 64 game where they have like Which the one? three C buttons, the Ocarina of Time. Oh, yeah. Oh. Three C buttons. You have to remember all three yeah, of those tools are still there. You should be able to choose them whenever right. you want. Kind yeah, of, that's use them when you really need great. Them. Yeah. Uh, so I was sort of in my head to make sure that not to drop things that we've already established. Sure. Uh, that's just, I just wanted to verbalize what was in my head. About I understand. <laughs> I also think that, like, yeah, you, like you said, you, there was a lot of details right at the top. Yeah. Um, and I would encourage you then, if we can do another one, to, like, take less time talking about stuff and take more time dealing with that stuff. Yeah, we can do that. Each other. We can All do right, that. Cool. All right. Let's stick with loose. Cool. Uh, can we get a new suggestion? You, From, you got a suggestor fire app. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean why not? Do whatever we want. God. Is this, put it like, fine for... Radio? Uh, yeah, this is, right. yeah, yeah, this is fucking Yeah, this is great. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to fuck up your process. podcast. Suggestion is uh, deer. 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 Okay, great. Great. Take a second before you start. Just, like, see your partner. Be seen by your partner. Think about the word, I guess, for a second. See your partner seeing you. See them seeing you see them. Look at their nose for a second. What a weird fucking thing that is on their face with two holes. What a weird, like, construct of biological evolution that this pile of flesh with these two holes is there to keep you from getting sick all the time isn't it weird to think that this person is staring at your nose right now how does that make you feel to think about your nose and think about them thinking about your nose and think about them thinking about you thinking about their nose and see where they're making contact with themselves what does that tell you about what their day is look at the things they are wearing what does that tell you about what they were thinking when they woke up look softly look non-judgmentally and just make assumptions based on the facts in front of you and when you got something to say, then you can say that. Honey, I love you. Good. I'm sorry. There's Good. there's meatloaf all over the floor again. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry what? Sorry I spilled the dinner again. And? I ordered takeout again. I just wanted to just wanted to provide like my mom used to make, you know. Good. Leave that there. That's enough. That's good. Yeah, and you do you do a great you do a great job at it. I but. Just, you know, I just noticed that the very last step of preparation, you <laughs> tend to, I don't know, it's been three times this month, you've just spilled it onto the floor. Great. Great. Are you Sorry saying, choke. what are you saying? Are you saying I do this on purpose? No, I'm just saying, you just be aware of it. Just be aware. Just be aware of it, I guess. I love you. And then we can get takeout. Well, I got I'm some aware Chinese. of it. Why do you think yeah, I'm aware? Why would you think I'm not aware of it? <laughs> I don't know, because it's just a mistake. You just drop it, you know. I've spilt milk more than three times. Don't worry about it. I think it's interesting that he immediately got defensive about it. What does that tell you? I, he thought that you were I'm not accusing a, him. I'm not accusing you. I, I'm not sound, accusing you. You sound pretty accusatory. Oh, come, come on. Why are you feeling this way? What? What? I just... What do you I, want? I don't know. I just feel like you want me to be something I'm not. Which is? Which is like, you want me to be more uh, uh, home-based 
maybe more like an old school type feminine presence, but I'm not. I'm like, I think I'm, I think I'm more rebellious uh, than you can handle. What does that mean? I think what does I that mean to you? You're, who does he than, think than I can handle? Yeah, who does he? Who I does like the sticks, honey. I saw them. I followed them around for a year on their tour. I fucked all of them. You know that. what? That's how you met. Yeah. <laughs> you know that you met me then. You didn't know I fucked all. I didn't of them? know you. F- I didn't know you fucked uh, Jamie, their old drummer. That's crazy. Yeah. I'd... Why is that crazy? Because he it? he was. I mean, he's he went insane. He's living so, in Alaska now. He, yeah, but that's about him. Why is it crazy to you that he, when you knew he had fucked so many of them? Yeah. On tour, ostensibly, where you met clearly, you met with the fandom of following these people on tour, and he's sleeping with all of them. What does it make a difference that this last one was the thing that you're like, Jesus, that's insane? It's just unreal dedication. I, I can't do this. I can't do home. I can't do home life. What do I'm you going do? back. I'm going back to the road. I'm going back to the road. Don't go. I gotta go. It calls me. It beckons me. It yearns. I yearn for it. Go so back that, to the first thing you said in the scene. So that's the the meatloaf. Then that's before that. The, I love you, honey. Yeah, but mean it. What does it mean? You, I I, I don't want you to go. I'm I want you to. I want, to st- I want you to stay, honestly, Good. and just we can we can do fun things, right? You know, so we can the, fix that. What's the problem? The problem is he's feeling like you're pushing this like yeah. wife role on him, this sort of or homemaking yeah. role on him. Is that what you want for no, him? No, I don't. I don't. I want you to feel good. I don't want you to feel stuck. I want you to feel good. That's so kind. Hear that? I know. I can't. I don't think. I just think I'm swimming against my current. Why? What? And I think I think I love you too, but I'm uncomfortable. Good. I'm really uncomfortable, and I want to get, I want to, I want to go back to what my comfort zone. I've been outside of my comfort zone for a while, and I can't handle it anymore. Okay, uh, look, look, honey, I can spill these pickles on the floor. What about that? <laughs> I don't look at that. Ooh, we're mixing up the pickles. Good. Don't patronize me. You're patronizing. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm fuck. I don't fuck give a fuck about food look at all on this the floor. Ketchup. Now we got a dirty meatloaf oh, mess God. on the floor. I'm not fucking that. So start clean. What? Nothing. Yes. Never mind. Yes. yes? Nah, I just never mind. Why? I just, ugh, I just realized it's just a sham. What is it? That, what does it represent? It's just, it's just, it's just a way for me to, 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 to be a wild cat in a zoo, to be like an animal in captivity. But fuck captivity, baby. Good. I'm an animal in the wild. We can, we can be an, an we can be animal cat. Look at, I'm gonna throw this mess out the window yeah. towards the neighbor's yeah, RV. Take that world. Look at that. You're playing under circumstances. It's like you can't see past the rules, man. You're playing under like uh, it's, it's it's like you're playing it's like you're being a rebel, but you're playing Dude. rules while you're playing it. Yeah, I, don't, the, I don't fucking play the rules. Okay? Heighten your own like grandiosity. Heighten your own looking down on him now in this tiny world that he's forced you into. What does that feel like? God, I, 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 this house is too small. A mansion's too small for me. I can't be uh, caged. Yeah, but mean it. Mean it. I uh, I, I uh, rip on the uh, the world is my playground, and I play until I die. <sighs> Well, I mean, you can uh, you can play inside. I mean, uh, yeah, we're just it. inside the house, you know. We can do it. Look at look at. I'm gonna switch all the DVDs out of their cases. I'm gonna put them in the wrong case. Oh, God, look at that. Damn it! You're still playing by the. That's not a. Who gives it? What the fuck? Who gives a shit? You're right. gonna be you're gonna be looking for Dances with Wolves, and you're gonna find Dirty Dancing instead. Uh, who? Ca- that's just inconvenient, asshole. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's rebellious. Look at oh, look at them changing the DVDs. All the whole of the hot potatoes are done. Oh, mm-hmm. fantastic. Oh, you see this? I'm holding this. It's hot burning potato. your hand, honey. Put it down. <laughs> put it down. No, don't don't put it inside your clothing. 
don't. You're burning yourself. Honey, honey, stop. What is stop. this really like? It's not about talking uh, about it, right? Stop it. Uh, what? How does this make you feel? This is fucked up. Uh, that's not a thing. That's it. a response. Uh, how does that make you feel? That's, uh, that's what it is. How, did, how are you? Uh, He's hurting I'm himself. Com- you I'm love him. I'm not comfortable him. with this. And? I'm not what are you going to do about it? Exactly. I, yeah, you're not comfortable with this. And? Well, I am. You know why? Because I have to live like I like to live life like a freshly baked potato. So what do you need? What do you need from him in order for you to stay in love with him? What? Tell him what you want. I I need to leave. All right. Now I'm going to give you one option. You're going to come with me. You're going to be my my boy Great. on the street, or you're going to stay here and you're going to get someone that you deserve because you don't. That's very I'm not good also. for you. He's still being kind through all of this. There's still so much love that's present there honey i i understand why this is all happening i understand you've you've already made your choice the stick sticks are coming to town this night tonight what are they <laughs> yes they are i gotta leave i gotta go i gotta go you didn't know that no i did not know that I shouldn't have told you i try i don't know how to use computers i don't you know that i know eh. <laughs> <laughs> but they're coming no, to no, town no. this is orchestrated <laughs> hold on hold on uh i'm gonna are they at the the frickin' Altel Pavilion? Yes. All right, I'm going to go. Of course gonna... they are. Of course they're selling out the pavilion. Well, I have to go, and then I have to consult with them about something. And then I'm going to be in the center of town on my Harley, going off in the sunset at dawn. You can, <laughs> uh, yeah, not sunset, dawn. You can uh, meet me there and ride in the back, or you can stay here and have the life you know you want. It's not for me. Then he leaves. <laughs> I just eat the meal right. off the floor. I think, I think probably you just take a hot potato and put it in your pants. Um, yeah. So cool. that was a little bit more relationship based. Yeah. Right? It's interesting. I still feel like we're a little bit missing it. There. Well, you know, I, uh, part of well, it is. Well, you can tell we're making safe choices. I make safe choices. I also feel like, and don't get me wrong, I think you guys are pretty good. Uh, I don't mean to be criticizing you coming to your freaking your house. Um, but I point. think there's That's a lot of like, there's a lot of reliance on game, which totally. I think is fine and totally works sometimes and sometimes doesn't. Uh, and I think there's a lot of reliance on like commentary, you know, these, the, and part of that is just the medium, right? right. We have to be saying things out loud. Uh, and so you are presented with this additional challenge of like, how do I naturally say to the audience, hey, this person is doing this thing. How, what is the imme- actual vocal response to that right. that is indicative of Rather than where? labeling, you're responding. Right, like, right, exactly. Uh, you're doing something weird rather than like responding yeah. to that. And I wonder, I don't know what that's like on radio or in, in podcasting. Yeah, I, you yeah. know, I'm interested to see what would, it be, what would it be like if you did a fully fleshed out scene in three dimensions with space and with space and time and, uh, and how much of that would be left to the you know how much of the audience would go i don't have any idea what's happening right yeah now. yeah i don't know because there's wanna... so much of like so much of what i say coaching always is like stop talking about it and do it stop yeah, telling us about this active. thing and just live in this thing yeah right, you don't right. have to explain it to us right. i always talk about we talk about that with point of focus right is like right. when somebody finds a point of focus there is a physical response and if they are adding to that physical response for the audience's sake then they're lying to the audience and yeah. it's immediately clear you know it's the like call it the Amanda Bynes syndrome because <laughs> she was trained very early to act on camera and you can see her she's very funny she's got really good impulses right but you can see her years of being told to do something over and over again and like this is the moment where she'll have like an actual funny response to a thing and then she'll double it to make sure that you saw it to make mm. sure that the, the joke lands or whatever yeah well tight 
You want to jump into one more? Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, we can do it. Just real yeah. quick. Great. Do you, yeah. Do you yeah want to do one more? Yeah, yeah let's do one more. Yeah. Cool. Okay, cool. cool. I feel and like we're getting close. What I was going to pitch is, I mean, this is weird. I was going to say maybe narrate. Do you want to narrate? Is that possible? No, narrate. let's just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, let's just keep rocking. Narrate. Let's keep doing what we're doing. Another word? Yeah. yeah Another word. Another word is... Uh, um, uh, throat. Throat. Great. Throat. See your partner just for a second. I think it's important. You guys are going to play together. I had a great idea coming into work today. Oh, Sure. Great. So, so start typing. You're I was worked. I was thinking about it. You don't have to tell us. We about sell it. cigarettes. Just really live with it. What is it like? What mm-hmm. is it like to split mm-hmm. your focus between this thing in front of you and him mm-hmm. and myself? We not only just sell cigarettes, we sell an experience. Great. So what is this like to be writing this on a whiteboard as you're doing it? Right? Okay. So think of what cigarettes mean to the average consumer now. You know, cancer. Sure. They mean you know all these negative things that you know. Okay, that's fine. You know, but we're what we're trying to give them. Is an image, you know, oh. an image of something cool. So, what do you got in mind? So, hear me out. Yeah, the throaty girl. She's the girl who stays at the bar a little bit too late. She's yeah, cool this is the and thing that makes you hip. stop working and listen. And for a she smokes camel lights, and she's got a throaty voice. What do you think? Uh, sure. Like, yeah. To me. Yeah. That. My first flash of that, my first like flash response. Give it to me, flash. Is like old sixty-year-old woman. Oh, cigarettes oh. From oh yeah, we don't want that. You know no, no, I mean? no. So what do you want? like a young throat? We want okay. So we, we want her to be young, okay? You know, we want her to be just turned nineteen, right? Sure. Okay. She's sure. dangerous, yeah. right? Yeah. She's she can't go to the bars maybe, but she's she's at the pool hall shooting nice. pool, smoking camel lights. Yeah, okay. You like that? Yeah, sure. I, I, I do like that, and. And then, so she's throaty because of her voice, or well, yeah, because then we want that to be the ideal, you know. We yeah, want it's a girls, good, it's a good, yeah. Thing. Like I wanted, I thing. mean, I wouldn't say this, but we kind of want girls to damage the damage their vocal cords right. a little bit with the oh. smoke, so that it's like cool to have a little bit of a Tara Reed damaged voice. What do you think, man? Oh, yeah, Tara Reed. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think okay, I so like it. I like what's it. happening here then is the like the game, I guess, would be, or I don't know, I shouldn't say that. I don't know anything about it. But like in this case, see each other. Don't look at me. Look at each other. Right? Stand there. You still got your computer there. You still got your whiteboard, whatever. Right? But it, what we're talking about is how do we take the negative effects of this thing and make them attractive? And how does that respond to the two of you? What does that tell you? Not just about the work that you do, but about the way you treat each other. What are the negative effects of a thing, and how do you sexy them up? Make we gotta make it so sexy, you know what I mean? I mean, even though it's kind of damaging, we're not scumbags, right? We're not, we're oh, not no, scumbags. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, we're selling that. a product. We're businessmen, no, right? We're American professionals. Yeah, yeah hiding that totally, 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 totally. This is totally. gonna be. That's what the. I mean, it's it's it's, it's totally. I mean, we're selling a product. You know, that's all we're fucking doing. It's their choice. You know, yeah. I'm not I'm not telling them to that they have to. It's a free country. Too many men died. Too many died. More people died in car accidents. For Americans not to choose what they want. What yeah. is this like? This is interesting that he's now he's coming to terms with this thing that he's selling death, he's selling yeah. cancer. How does that feel inside of you? And who are you that you don't feel this way, or do you feel this way? But maybe yeah. this is what I think is interesting. About this I uh, yeah, you just uh, is that uh, you having second thoughts? No, no, no. I mean, you, just, you just brought that up. No, you I... said we're not scumbags. Why did no one said anything about that? Ah, did I say, did I bring that up? You, that's, you said that. You just did. said that. Oh, I didn't. tell him why. I'm at work. Oh, no reason to be around uh, you know, the bush. I, I, here. I've been thinking Tell about him. it a little bit. About know? what? Who said it? Who Just, brought it up? Uh, Why did it come up? I was up? talking to my up? wife, and you know, she said, "She's like, you know, you know, you're, 
you know, your son is asking what you do. And I told him you work in advertising. And he said that one of his friends says you work for cigarettes and cigarettes are bad, you know. Uh, that's you know. How did it feel? How did it feel when your wife said this about your innocent <sighs> little son being told by his friend that you were a bad man? I mean, what do you do the, with the, that? the way I see it? It sucks. But you know, if I'm not doing it, somebody else is going to do it. And I know my kid loves that trampoline I just bought him. So. Oh, <laughs> so, there you go. There you go. Yeah, heightened. So that. okay, here we go. So I'm thinking Hollywood white teeth, right? Everybody knows that's fake. That's Hollywood superficial. Yeah. What if we're like stop being so superficial? Have a couple drags of a cigarette, so what if it stains your teeth? You're a human. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What is it like to, like, what is the marketing campaign based on you're a human? You're a you human. You are flawed. You're a flawed human, and you okay. know what? Fuck them. Right. We want yeah. a damaged throat. We want yellow teeth. What else can we want yeah. in order to, like, and what does it feel like to heighten the fact that we're imperfect? Yeah. Do you live thinking that you're it's a question. Doubt. Tell them. Tell them exactly what it is. It's like people, it seems like you feel that people live in doubt. Seems like you're in doubt whether you're a human or not. What? I mean, the tagline. <laughs> How are you? Human? What's an I? I uh, I don't I don't give a shit about our consumers. To be honest with you, uh, why? Yeah, what do you I do? Think, what you do? I think they just buy it because they're addicted to it. It's an additive. We make additive products. Yeah, but we're not and bad. Easier on us. It's easier on us because they're just addicted to it. Like, I guess, but we're not bad people for just selling this product no, that I happens. Of course not. We're free. We're free people. No. I if I were thought I was a bad person, I wouldn't be. Here. Yeah, I mean, we're going to we're heaven. You know what I mean? Like, we're giving people house. a respite from their problems, right? right. Okay, sure. Yeah. You got problems? Do you- uh, no. I mean, I, 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 I have normal per- human problems. Like, you know, like I. I question, you know, if I'm working just for the money or if right. I'm, like, loving Why, what's, I work for the money because fucking that's – I'm not a communist. <laughs> right, I work okay. for the money because I want to make money. Right. right? And uh, what, what, how, how else am I supposed to buy stuff without money? All right? I guess you're right. I believe yeah, in manifest right. destiny. The more money you make, the better things are in the afterlife. Yeah, the more people like you, the more human you really are. Sure, you know? right? My son I, loves his trampoline. My son loves me. I bought my wife a beautiful necklace the other day. Cynthia, does she love the necklace? She loves it. She fucking loves it. You know yeah. what I mean? A and nice she, die, so a nice golden crusted diamond necklace, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and she's always, she always makes the snide remark, you know, of like, you know, where where did this money come from? Or like, who's life? What do you mean, where money? it comes from your work? You work, we work for, we work for uh, Camel uh, USA. Yeah, I know. She, she actually wants bit. me to stop smoking. You know? Good. All right. She thinks it's, uh, well, I'm just okay, like, okay, yeah. Job. Why? Why? Yeah. It's good for you. I don't, I don't smoke. It's good for you. You don't smoke. I don't smoke. I don't why? This kills me. The hell would I smoke? It's terrible stuff. So you sell something that you don't even you know. I mean, I, I smoke. I enjoy the benefits of the product. I think it's a good thing, right? It kills you. Don't do that. It kills. It's a death stick. So cancer sticks. We're doing good. Go back to typing. How would you do that? If I were to Pepsi, I wouldn't drink Pepsi exclusively. I'd still drink water. It's bad for you. I mean, you you think really cigarettes are overall a bad. We're not selling napalm, man. We're not selling uh, Cyclone B. All right, that's not what we're doing. Okay, yeah, this yeah. Is, we're not selling cigarettes. agents of war. We're no, yeah, we're just helping cigarettes. helping people out, and you know, occasionally it, it, it's harmful to them, right? Who's your favorite jazz musician? Miles Davis. Exactly. Did he fucking smoke cigarettes? Or did he smoke cigarettes? He, he's yeah, he smokes cigarettes. He right? Yeah, I think he smokes cigarettes. But that's jazz. That's cool. You're cool. Don't worry about it. You're a free man. You're selling stuff. I just, I just think you're being pushed around by your wife too much, dude. Fucking grow a pair. Well, that's interesting. That's, I mean, you know, I, 
you know I, I've had what does it tell us what does it tell us that he you are having fundamental existential crises about this terrible work that you do and he's like ah you gotta stop listening to your wife what does it tell us about him we already know that he's sold out yeah. he's happy to have sold oh, out Tucker you're on your third wife good what yeah, do you, what do you know about, what do you know about love <laughs> oh fuck love what, what is it then what is marriage marriage is uh, is, uh, is like it has an expiration date dude yeah like, I, 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 I'm salt and pepper I'm all I make money I'm fine. I'm attractive. I mean, they get a little too old. I get a little younger. You know what I mean? Life's about a rush. You know that. Don't worry about it. Good. Keep right. working. I had a dream last night that I ended up in hell. <laughs> okay. What does hell you look ever, like? What's you ever that? Have that dream? What's hell to you? It's just Satan. It was oh. all the people that had died from cigarettes, and I probably shouldn't be talking about this at work. We uh, we transform into the the uh, <laughs> we slowly dream, dream backtrack into his dream. <laughs> uh, Satan! Ah! What am I doing here? Ah! Welcome. What is well, he doing here? Welcome, Brad. You are home. You're home. <laughs> this is my home, welcome but I did so home. well. I raised my child uh, to be moral and good, and I donated to charity. Childless cancer. <laughs> donated High to five. charity. Clap. You donated to a charity which was a uh, which was just siphoned funds of organized crime. You cleaned blood money through the charity donations, my friend. Ha ha ha. Welcome to hell. Do you got a light? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, tight. So what I what I really dug about that is that the relationship moved, it evolved. Yeah. It wasn't just like, you know, I'm I'm super energetic guy, and he's like doesn't get it, guy. Right. You know, there was a little bit of like movement to it. Yeah, there's a there was a status battle going on, I think, to a great extent, uh, or at least a status share. Um, there was ultimately he was the high status role fundamentally. But yes. There were moments where he was like, "And this is your floor, and now I'm interested in what you're saying." Yeah. Uh, that I thought were very important and clear. Um, you know, what I thought was so interesting was it kept coming back to this sort of message. And that's what I find like the more grounded and the more relationship based you get, you get these extraordinarily universal sort of themes. And in this case, it was that like humans are inherently both good and evil, that there is no way around this, that if you want to do all right things, sometimes you have to do the wrong things. Or if you're doing wrong things, there are things about the right that are totally that totally make sense to you. And that like fundamentally, this was a story about the being flawed as a person and how that feels, mm-hmm. you know, and there yeah. was never anything that took place that was really outside the realm of that. Mm-hmm. There's no audience in the member, no audience member in the world who won't go, I know. Mm-hmm. It is hard, and we are fucked up, and yeah. I do want a cigarette. <laughs> you know what, dude? I, actually, that came to me because in college, some dudes who were like in you know young life, whatever, uh, the Christian thing. Christian group. Yeah. After college, oh. they worked for Philip Morris. Oh, interesting. Yeah, of course. And it's like because they paid Philip Morris, of course, paid double. Of for course, whatever the job was. And yeah. I was like, you fucking sell it. <laughs> I used to do back before my band got signed, and I was still playing in the band. We, I used to do. Um, I used to be the guy in Philly who would give out free cigarettes at bars. You'd go and you'd get <laughs> people's IDs and you'd like sign them up for a mailing list and you'd give them two packs of cigarettes. Ooh, it's like a marketing thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was like a year of like, I was the most popular guy at every bar <laughs> and you know, you're working like crazy, like 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. But you were at bars giving out free cigarettes and everybody loved you. And then after about maybe even probably six months, I was like, this is the worst thing I could be doing. I mean, like, <laughs> totally. the single most vile act I ever committed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I've done I, I, jobs like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, most jobs. Feel dirty. Yeah. <laughs> I really, it was like, I'm working for the bad guys in like a real direct way. So do you feel like in if you can have a character or a situation oh, where there is a little bit of duality, where it's just like... Oh, yeah. Yeah? Always, though, right? I mean, I don't know, maybe... I, I mean, all of us constantly, it's like a super dangerous dichotomy to be a human being. You yeah. Like, want, yeah totally. And in improv, it's so uh, in front of you. You want so badly to give to your partner. Yeah. And you know that... Uh, most of that, much of that has to come from selfishness and has to come from taking care of yourself. That's, they talk about it in, uh, Mick Napier talks about it all the time. Yeah. And like this, this want to support blindly is going to get in your, in your head. And similarly, you have to be, as an improviser, you have to be, I think, 50-50 audience member and actor. And that is, again, like this incredibly tricky place to walk yeah. and to balance because yeah, you totally. need to know what they're seeing, but you also need to know what you're seeing and you need to know yeah. what the difference between these two things is. And so if being just a regular human day to day wasn't uh, dual enough, I think being an improviser like really specifically lays that out for you. Yeah, I'm always so impressed with improvisers who can be so in the moment, but then catch the large themes from yeah. the show. I'm just like... Fuck, do you have two brains? Right. Like, Three brains, dude. More like yeah. four brains. Yeah, five brains. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you want to do one uh, fun scene just the three of us just fuck around for a bit and then since it was side coach so much we don't have to decompress it because we, we decompress it while we're improvising yeah right? so let's just do a fun scene together and then yeah great it up great cool. well uh, I got a suggestifier app called my brain oh, great and uh, the the, uh, the suggestion is clear 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 fantastic mm-hmm. god <laughs> this is the most perfect way to spend this week together thank you guys so much for bringing me here hey man it's your week man it's your week it's your week, it's your week dude i'm excited that you're gonna get married dude yeah, so man, we wanted to married. take you want to take you on a last Woo. boys trip to the lake yeah well this is great guys ah i don't want to get like i don't know i don't want to get like sentimental it, or whatever dude. but Do like it. this hey, man, is, I, love you. Is, I love you i love, I love you. you guys so much i love you I, too this man. is exactly what i want to be doing man yeah. my last week of like freedom right. and like <laughs> Singleism. Yeah. Yeah. Before you marry that bitch, Rhonda. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, she's Rhonda. not a bitch. Yeah, she's yeah. very You're loud. Being hard. You're being hard. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just feel like I got to get in the place of being like, yeah. oh, whatever. Don't talk about my wife that way. Yeah, yeah. 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 seriously. Even yeah. though she like kind of Hates always us. talks over about no, everybody I mean, and yeah. stuff. Well, she. Yeah, I mean, she's got Rachel's got a lot to say. Yeah. I think you know. I think that like she's different when you're not around. Okay. Um, yeah. Sure. But I mean, I you know whatever like you know she you know I love you guys. She yeah, loves that yeah, I love yeah. you guys. It's gonna cool. be a, a great dude. Yeah. yeah, this could very well be the last time we ever see each other. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah, yeah, she, yeah but like I, uh, I, I, I passed her briefly because we both work at the courthouse. <laughs> yeah, she, she was uh, very against this trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, she well, was. she's like you know, yeah. she doesn't like when I'm away because she misses me. And yeah, I feel like right, that's right, you know, it's right. nice. And then like also, I'm not there to drive her to work in the morning. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. frustrating for her because she has yeah. to take like a train to a train. You know, and so if I'm not there to get up at five and like yeah. walk the dog and then drive her to work. That's and then kind of insane home. i mean she she works about an hour away that's a two-hour trip to take her to work yeah but like it's you know it's like the only time i get to spend with her because she works so much yeah you know? she's very busy right oh, and then dude. after work she likes to go and decompress with her girls and stuff so yeah. i don't get to see her very much except yeah. for when i drive her home and then in you know or drive her to work and and then i put her to bed at night sometimes. yeah oh yeah I, yeah uh yeah you put her to bed at night yeah well she doesn't like to go to sleep without just like talking for a little oh, bit okay you know? so pillow talk well, I mean, she's lying on the pillow. I'm usually, because we, yeah. you know, I got to finish up around the house, and then I've been right. sleeping in the guest room anyway. Michelangelo, can what? I be honest with you? Yeah, I don't, I don't think that 
I mean, we're bros, right? We've been friends since pre-school. Raphael, please, settle down. Raphael, okay. not right now. Okay. Don't no, wait. Chill out. What? Don, what? What? What are we talking about, Raph? I need to say this because you are going to get married. Why is this like a thing? She is Raph a... I'm going to just have to say she is a soul-crushing bitch. She's a soul-crushing hey, bitch. Okay. You used to be hey, super now. cool. Okay. I got to I gotta say this. You used hey, to be now. super cool. You used to hang out with us all the time, like, and now you don't. Dude, I feel like maybe... Up? No, man. I'm like... I'm, I'm fucking... We're not teenagers anymore, man. <sighs> okay. I'm 27 years old. Okay. I got to... Just shotgun this beer, man. Just like old time. Yeah, man. Let's hop on. Let's do it. Let's okay. fucking chill out. I don't know why Raph's getting all fucking weird. Yeah, I don't know. Man. Uh, I kind of know, but... Uh, hop, hop, hey, yeah, do it, Hop, 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 ah, yeah. All right, Donatello. God damn. Just like... Just like, remember, remember it's our senior year of high school, we shotgunned all those beers and we found Rick naked in the lake? <laughs> <laughs> we had to call the really? police. Yeah, we seriously thought he was dead. Yeah, I yeah, seriously yeah, thought yeah. he was dead. He was no. floating face down uh, and for now a he's minute. the town's mayor. So, right. you know, you do better. Dude, the tire swing is still here. Oh, oh no. man. Fuck, man. Oh, we got to get on that. Yeah, you're on that. Ty, I'm going to get on it. Maybe, you hey, Don, Don, maybe you can talk to Maybe you can talk to him. Okay, okay. I'm going to get on this. Hey, do it, Raphael. Do it. Whoa. He's doing it. No, no, she's a total bitch. Why are she's you guys totally saying this? I don't understand. Because you, she, when you don't see, I think she's been bad for you. I'm gonna be real honest with you. She sent me a, a, a death threat per email this morning. I mean, she it was jokes around. Threat. Look, you got you jokes can't, around. You can't be, a, you can't she be attacking she's me a like judge. this. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this, right? Of course, she's a bitch, right? But she's I, the only that, fucking bitch that will marry me, oh. and I am lonely, and I got this job that keeps me working all the time, and I'm happy to drive her around because it means that once in a while I get to hug somebody. We cut <laughs> to the car on the on the drive to work. Uh, we're probably gonna be late again, honey. Sorry, honey. There's nothing I can do about the traffic. <sighs> I thought you checked the traffic. I, I did. I, I should. I, I'm sorry. I didn't know about the, the West Side Highway being constructed. I didn't know. Fucking All right. Idiot. FDR the rest of the week. I feel like that's. Do you want me to turn on the Jewel album? We can turn yeah, on the Jewel of album. course I want you to turn on the Jewel album. <sighs> My favorite Jewel song. I like when you like things. I like when you're. Pleased about things. You do a good job. You Thank do you. a really good job. Thank you. Hey, I, I know you're going to the lake with your friends. This yeah, I'm week. excited. And you didn't check with me first. That's I mean, we. Fucked up. I talked about it being a possibility. Do you not love me? Oh, sweetie. Do you not think I'm pretty? No, sweetie, you're so pretty. I love you so much. I can't wait to get married. I needed a, t- a little time away. It's like a bachelor thing. I want yeah. to say. You know. Cut to cut to after work girls time with uh, Rachel and the girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rachel, he sounds terrible. Oh, God, he sounds like he's going to be a waste of your time. Oh. I know, well, at least oh. he knows how to drive. Oh, oh God. My husband, freaking uh, uh, a Splinter, he can't drive worth shit. He crashed uh, us four times last week. Oh, my God, what is even the point of getting married if the guy can't, can't drive. drive? I know, God. Wow. Um, I'm gonna call him up to take us to the other bar and then send him home. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like this. I like yeah. this. He's wrapped. Yeah. He sounds great. Yeah. I say keep him around. I'm telling you, dude, she's wrapped. You just got you wrapped around her finger. You're like fine. a servant. And I'm fine. I'm saying you guys are right, okay? If I need to admit it, if I need to face it, you guys are right. And I can't 
do just, anything about it because I don't want to die by myself. You're acting like 27 is the last year of your life, man. You're still a young man. You still have, you're still, the, you're, you're having a quarter life crisis, dude. You're having a quarter life crisis. Maybe, maybe I'm having a midlife crisis. Maybe I'm having midlife. 27 out of 28 years life crisis. I don't know. I could die tomorrow. Why I don't know. And that? I don't want to do it by myself. I'm afraid of dying by myself. I'm afraid you guys are going to leave me because you've got these cool jobs and you like each other so much. And now I've met this person and you, you like separated yourselves from me. And I, I don't know what to do with myself. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to just work with us at Tech Start? Is that like a real? Yeah. Is that what you wanted this whole time? Is yeah, we do with flash. We do flash animations. Flash animation for children's uh, websites. You know that about yeah, us? No, I mean I, I know what the job is. I mean I I don't know. I thought I thought you guys didn't. I mean, since you joined, you started the company, and you didn't ask me. We had all grown up drawing cartoons together. I thought it was. I like, didn't know that's what. Well, we got they all, we applied and we got the job. We never applied. I just thought you would invite me. I thought that's. We were higher guys, up. We had to work our way up first, but now we're kind of higher up. We can bring someone in. If yeah, definitely. We want to bring you on. Really? Yeah. Just yeah. get rid of your fucking horrible wife. Yeah. The Flash. We were, can we're I tell you how many moms I have to deal with daily? Man, I'm telling you. So yeah. many moms. Oh, yeah. Three yeah. to four. Oh, yeah. That's something. Yeah, that's that's a lead, if you will. Do you guys think that maybe I, there's a, is there a, could I crash with one of you guys for a little bit while I like get back? on my feet because that's like a real concern I got can, this place I can't just take it from her you, you can crash with both of us for a while yeah right yeah cut to uh, the one girl and her husband Splinter <laughs> uh, hey hey husband how you doing uh, very good how are you <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay blackout <laughs> oh man <laughs> I just want to keep it super silly so. uh, yeah uh, that, that was fun was, man that was, fucking, doing that, with uh, us. that was fun thanks super excited. speaking of which though like there's actually this really fucking cool uh, like display at MoMA right now where it's like a bunch of swing sets oh yeah and the stuff. swing display it's right down the street you want to come with there's like a it's like an art thing. Yeah, it's yeah, a, it's yeah, a new it's installation. A of, it's all like swing sets from the twenties. Yeah, I got four tickets, oh. and it's only me and Stefan right now. So you could we invite a friend. Yeah, you and a friend want to come with? Jesse could go. Yeah, with. that sounds great, but I uh, don't want to do it. I mean, I don't uh, want to do it today. I see I that you're to back to work. You're looking at your watch. Well, but you said I, I don't want to do. What it. What I meant is I don't want to take more time away from the. I haven't. I haven't spent this long away from the office really since I got the job. So taking wow. this whole half day, that's, yeah. it's been really wonderful, and I appreciate the opportunity. But I, and I would love to extend it, but I feel like that would just be selfish of me. Over at the over at the theater, they, I think they could use. Me coming yeah, back. It's probably a long. But if you guys want to like swing by and b- buy tickets to something sometime, we'll I would, be swinging. You know, I'd be happy to like you know sell us tickets. Well, uh, yeah, I could. I could get you. I could buy you. A, I could buy you a drink. I'd be happy to buy you a drink if you want to come see a show sometime. Like uh, soon. Yeah, man, we got eight shows a night so every night. We could just go with you right now. Uh, well, there's nothing. I mean, you should go to the swing. You got the tickets to the swing set thing. Yeah. Um. But that, I mean, you should do that, and then in, like, a couple of weeks, you should come by the pit. A couple of weeks. Or, uh, you know, tonight, I guess. We got some good stuff on tonight. Or next next week, or, the, you know, tomorrow, or any time, really, ever. Would be great. You're shaking your head now. I, that's invulnerable. That's a comfort <laughs> gesture. I'm going to say invulnerable? That's not what I meant. Was, what's the word I'm looking for? That was involuntary. It's a lot of the same letters in those Sufferable. Words insufferable is that are you just now commenting on my personality I feel like I really blew this
www.improvnoids.com is our wonderful website. Also, we got Facebook, we got Twitter, we got Tumblr. But please rate and review us on iTunes and tell your friends.